Podcast. It's Tuesday, July 27th, 2021, and this is the People's Podcast. This is Steak for Breakfast. Smokey, this is not Nam. This is bowling. There are rules. Today, Junior! America! Steak. For breakfast! So stand by! This episode of Steak for Breakfast podcast is brought to you by Stay Ready Gear USA. Visit stayreadygear.com. Use the code STEAK at checkout. Save 5% off any of their goodies. Concealed carry holsters, tourniquet holsters, dump trays, all sorts of fun stuff. Again, that's stayreadygear.com. Code STEAK at checkout. And you can find all their social media at Stay Ready Gear USA is their handle. Also brought to you by ManRubs. Visit ManRubs.com. Use the code STEAK15. You can save 15% off anything in their store. Barbecue rubs, barbecue gear, blowtorches to start your charcoal, t-shirts, coffee cups. As always, we have the Make Barbecue Great Again coffee mug that they sent us here in the studio. Mm. And all that good stuff from ManRubs. You know, firearms is something that probably a lot of people who listen to this show are definitely... uh interested in i like them and whether you're showing off your big game hunting trophies like junior online or just want some personal home defense mike down at west coast survival arms is the one-stop shop to get all your firearms needs handled mike's been servicing southern california for over a decade he's got a five-star rating and he's a licensed ffl he's also got an ass load of ammo facts gotta get there he's on facebook and at 619-870-6992 that's mike over at west coast survival arms also Things to uh, adorn your uh, tactical gear, flare holders, backpacks, outer carriers, whatever it may be. If you've got hook and loop, the people over at Mediocre Medic have some of the best quality patches, stickers, t-shirts, flip-flops, fanny packs that you could find online. Um, I'm a Mediocre Medic sometimes, Yep. because I do play a doctor sometimes, and when I do, I'm usually wearing my mediocre medic gear and for that top tier stuff the gold standard of all tactical gear mark joe friday over at dumpbox and dumpbox.us pretty much can you beat it the, the quality nope i'm wearing my man duck lorian shirt today i see some patches on the wall coronavirus veteran flag over there in the corner i've got some pins on my bag i've been using mark for years for that tactical gear flare when you really want to be tactically extra Ooh. So find him over at dumpbox.us. Hit me up in the DMs for a promo code 15% off if you're active duty or retired military. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Episode 51, Steak for Breakfast podcast. I'm Roan. And as always, joined by my co-host, Nick. Hey. And Noah. Hi. And we're joined today by none other than Mr. Ross Bennett. Ross the Boss, welcome to Steak for Breakfast. What up? How's it going, sir? It's good. It's good. That was a long intro. <laughs> Sorry? I know you were napping over there. We saw you. <laughs> no, it was good, though. I, I like it. We could probably pre-record it, but at, at the end of the day, sometimes we like to uh, give it shock value. Like, if you haven't listened to our podcast, maybe now you give it a try. Yeah. Get in there. And no, it's good. You got to do it. Sponsors are important, man. 
Yeah, and the best part about that is the only thing we do for our sponsors is kind of direct traffic their way and uh, help make their businesses great again. <clears throat> yeah, so. well, today's world, we kind of need that, especially if it's about guns and stuff. Sure is. Mm. And those are our sponsors. Um, guns how, and barbecue. Yeah, how are you guys doing today, Noah? I'm hungry. Well, as usual, Nick? I'm also as hungry as usual. Well, Ross was just eating, so I'm assuming you're doing better than these guys, but also at the same time, said you're not feeling too well. What's up with that? I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> hey, then we won't bring it up. Um, we got a lot of stuff going on, though, to unpack this week uh, as we jump right into the news and, and the week that was uh, leading up to a whole bunch of stuff that was breaking today. Um, I don't know if you guys saw it. I'm assuming you all saw parts of it. Donald Trump went into the heartland of audit country this weekend and did a election integrity rally. Nice. Deep in the heart of Phoenix. Ross, were you able to catch that? Uh, I caught bits and pieces of his speech. What did you think off the cusp of it? I thought it was good. I mean, I think it's necessary right now. Um, I, th- I mean, everybody in America is basically going, what the hell is happening to the country? And there doesn't seem to be anybody doing anything about it anywhere that has teeth. Right. So there's a lot of hopeful ventures that are occurring right now throughout the U.S., you know, the Fulton County, the Maricopa County, Pennsylvania, all these different ones. And it's like so, like there's a you know, there's a, a little bubble of hope in there somewhere for us putting things back right the way that they should be. Mm-hmm. And by should be, I mean, in the way that is legally required by the state legislators that was broken in order for Biden to have one. Um, so, uh, you know, I don't really know what to think, man. I try not to get too hopeful. And I try to just think this thing's probably going to end in the Civil War, and that way I'm never upset about where it's headed. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Well, I don't necessarily disagree with you. And that kind of leads right into our first clip today. As um, one of the uh, state legislators who's now running for Secretary of State in Arizona and has killed multiple voter integrity bills there since the November elections, uh, had the pleasure of going on stage at the event shortly before Papa. And she was not well received. I don't know if you guys had saw this. Um, a little oh, yeah. booing, a little booing, little heckling, a little bit. Yeah, she she had bit. she was fixing her hair the whole time. Let's they insulted her a little bit, <laughs> just a little bit. Let's let's check out just how well killing voter integrity bills in a state where you know Donald Trump won <laughs> and he's about to speak goes over. I don't even know why the hell she signed up to speak here. Yeah, seriously, that was a dud move. Her agent should have been like. We the people. What? <laughs> so why don't you listen to what I have to say? <laughs> well, we the people. Look, it's we the people who are empowered by our founding. Who is it? <laughs> listen. No. Fine. Okay. Yep. I am running to be your next Secretary of State. I'm going to win the primary. Sure. Thank you very much. <laughs> You're going to be primaried. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it was pretty. Uh, that's pretty much the way it went down. So you can't really. It's ironic that she's, you know, saying we the people because a majority of the people want this election integrity stuff to happen. So maybe like she should have said like we, we the politicians who aren't on your team. Yeah, exactly. We the people who uh, run as Republicans in name only. Well, it's funny when someone's <clears throat> literally at a like rally to have election integrity, saying that she's going to win, 
as everyone's booing her, it's like, you don't think that's a red flag that you're going to, I don't know, steal something? Yeah. Yeah, she actually had one of the reporters from the Gateway Pundit who followed her out the door and tried to ask her, like, why she thought she got booed off stage. <laughs> so she actually had him detained by police. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, she didn't want to hear his questions, and he actually got one out, and he's like, why do you think the people were booing? Do you think it's because you didn't, you know, even vote for any of those election integrity bills? And it was 30 of them that she helped kill. And she said those bills were garbage. And oh. then she said so was him. And then she had him detained. Where's the audio from that? So bef- before he he was actually... Why were they garbage? Oh, because they, they probably limited a lot of the cheating that went down in Maricopa County over the course of the uh, last... Yeah, but why would she say it was garbage? That That's just what... what her she's comment, on the wrong team? Yeah, because apparently she's Oh, not, so you think she's just a full-blown whatever. You don't think she had a legit reason? No. I, I mean, I'm sure she was frustrated in the moment. But the but the fact of the matter is that was her answer when he asked her. Well, I like, suppose that that the only reason I would think somebody would show up to an actual rally and also have voted down election integrity stuff was because maybe she thought that people would be able to see why she did what she did. Maybe. So she didn't really have a good argument other than it's garbage. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's not a good argument. <laughs> like maybe you, you know, maybe just it. plead your case. Be like, it's you know, an, an intelligent discussion. I didn't like them, and yeah. I don't like you either. Right. So he wasn't arrested. He was detained, and then the police brought him outside, threw him in a cruiser, drove him to his car, and said he was expelled from the event. Wow. So for doing his job as a reporter. Yeah, according to to Liz, yeah Liz Harrington and Donald Trump, they weren't aware of the situation that was developing, and since the Gateway Pundit gave them most of their good press. I don't think they probably would have been happy with that going down. Mm. But speaking of things that did go down, Donald Trump laid the smackdown on quite a few things uh, in regards to voter integrity. So we're going to listen to a few clips from him and, and kind of get the gist of it so we can discuss it. So here, here's some of the highlights from, uh, you know, the rally that happened over the weekend. Democrat the election and we caught him. The time to hold them responsible and fix this broken and corrupt system is not in 2022, where it may be just as corrupt, and if it is, you're not going to win, or in 2024. The time is right now here in Arizona. Who's air signaling a lot of cues throughout this entire event? Yeah. Um, Ross, I don't know if you saw any of that. I'm pretty sure you did. So it's it's just one of those things where he kind of went in hard early I tell you, I, I've got to say this and kept it rolling right before, along but I've always thought it if I lost the election mm. I'm okay with that I'm okay with it seriously if we lost the election we lose an election I'll go home I'll start building buildings I'll do something I'll keep myself busy golf. but you know what if we lost the election we know when we lose you know in Georgia they had an election we did so well and everyone knew we won by hundreds of thousands, and they stole it from us. And what happened is we had two senators running a couple of months later. And you know what happened to them? The Republicans said, we're not going out to vote because this was rigged. This election was rigged. And they know it. You know when you win and when you lose. If I lost this election, I could. They steal it from you and rig it. That's not easy, and we have to fight. Mm. We have no choice. We have to fight. Mm. 
And it starts right here with the amazing patriots in Arizona. And you're proving the fake news media wrong. You're proving them wrong because the evidence is monumental, just like Russia, Russia, Russia. Remember? So, yeah, that's kind of where we started. Ross, what do you think about some of those things that he's saying right there? Well, I mean, you know, what's good that he's starting there and not doing the we'll fix this and then 2022 and 2024 will be better. It's like, no, we have to fight about this right now because this country's got like. I mean, if they try hard eight months Max. to 18 months left before there's going to have to be a massive conflict. I mean, what are we? I mean, how close are they to mandating vaccines? And the day that someone tries to mandate vaccines is the day that people will be shot. Oh, I don't period. know if you saw this, and we'll get into it during our COVID madness segment coming up. But uh, right before we started today, there was a press release from the White House that said the Biden administration is drafting legislation on how to mandate for all federal employees the COVID vaccine, and they think they have the legal jurisdiction to do it per the DOJ. Mm. How about no? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the annoying thing is, is that since they're not really concerned with like the country actually generating wealth. Right. Since it's they don't need it to be successful. They're literally attempting to shit on it for whoever paid them the most. I imagine it has a lot to do with China um, that they don't actually have to care about the employees that are going to quit because of that. And they'll replace them with younger, dumber puppets. Yeah. No, you know, it makes complete sense for so. less pay, probably. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm sorry. It'll probably be for more pay, more pay. And then they'll have like a training onboarding that makes you have to suck like a rainbow dick. And then you're allowed to, you know, be you'll get a pension and everything. Rainbow dick monkey time. Perfect. Yeah. See, nobody knows for everybody who's listening. Rainbow dick was there was literally (laughs) how do you even say this? Like there was a person dressed as a monkey that had a dildo on that was also colored in rainbow stuff and this person was supposed to be teaching children and this is something that was uh initiated and allowed by parents somewhere i feel like this makes you a sex offender when you do things like that Yeah, yeah it's like you're you're at the like dude if anybody sees a dildo like to go into a sex shop, you usually have to show like an ID to be able to see the stuff that's in there. Oh, imagine so you're walking around with a giant schlong, you know, and trying to teach kids, bro. You deserve to be slapped in the forehead. But how dare you ask for an ID if you want to vote with your own dildo? <laughs> what if you, what if somebody just came up and just beat that guy half to death with the dildo that he had on hanging around his? I don't know why nobody did not accost him. Oh yeah, I would have. Yeah, if I had kids. Which I don't. Oh, if my kids saw that, dude, I would have. I would have put that guy away. Yeah, you are. Yeah, he he would have for sure gotten like the, a talking to of his life, and then if you know if he got feisty, then I would have probably tried to attempted to not escalate it. But he's probably not the feisty type. Well, I, I I'm glad you clarified that because I thought by saying talking to you meant beat until he's unrecognizable, yeah. <laughs> unrecognizable to his own family members. So no. yeah, it's no, like, I'm pretty, I'm pretty anti-violent when it mean when it's like, you know, when it, like I, I'm a conservative, but like, I love Jesus. Like I'm, I really like, that's the way I am. So I'll beat the shit out of you when it's time to beat the shit out of you because you're attempting to hurt other people. But if you're just being stupid, I'm not going to punch you. Yeah. I, I like to see, I, I wish there would have been someone who at least confronted that guy and gave him some kind of, you know, shit or, or, or got into an argument with him just about like, what does this solve at all? Nothing. So, um, he didn't bring up by name, 
but did mention one of our good friends, AOC. Friends? Bartender Democrat out of New York. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and, and he was uh, talking in reference to one of the deals she's trying to pass. You want to hear it? Let's hear it. I hope it is the right one. What they're asking for is incredible. The Green New Deal going to destroy our country, this Green New Deal. It's Green New Bullshit. Okay, <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> it will get hey, even he did more. drop a couple cuss words. He did say bullshit, and, you know, yeah, it's I think not really I, a cuss word. I, I think he said, holy shit, one time we caught them, you know, talking about the election integrity and stuff like that and why the, why the audits are getting canceled. Ross, I don't know if you also saw... Um, this broke straight out of Arizona today, and uh, it happened right before the show started. And he continued to roll on and uh, kind of lay waste to all the people who betrayed him over the last four to five years. Yeah, Trump's on a, tr- Trump's on a death path right now. He was going after LeBron. He's going after everybody. It was like, good. There, there's just no excuse for some of the stuff that you know he had to go through betrayal wise i mean we've talked about it on the show a lot we know when trump got elected there was kind of like a shock value he took a rhino with him in mike pence and then he went and jumped in and hired a lot of chris christie lackeys as some of his chief counsel as some of his top white house staffers and by the time he finally got his footing you know we're two years in we're at impeachment one. We're at suing the DOJ, trying to get the border wall stuff done, and him trying to really figure out how to kind of navigate running the United States as a business at that level in which people he kind of could and could not trust. So, you know, there, there was a lot of trial and error in the beginning. I, I definitely think a second term we won't see as much. It's going to be pretty much loyalty only. And there's some new awesome people in Congress. You know, you got Matt Gates. We've had Anthony Sabatini on the show from Florida, who we'll get into later because he's drafted le- legislation to have the first um, push for a forensic audit of the 2020 election in Florida. He's kind of challenging Ron DeSantis now to see if uh, Dominion or Smartmatic shaved points off the vote there. Um, you know, you got both. Yeah, that, that just that just broke yesterday. And that was something that we kind of last week, we kind of pushed him on it. You know, we talked about his relationship with Ron DeSantis, and he said it's good, but he also explained that at times he has to push back on him because he'll include some pork in his bills just to get it across his desk. Sure. Um, but, you know, at the same time, he, he said that he was huge on voter integrity. Uh, the first time he came on the show, he broke the news that Maricopa's audit, once it was done, was going to have to be re-audited a third time, which is in the process of now, and they are completing today. Uh, the paper ballot... Audit will be finished by today, so now we're just waiting on the subpoenas from the machines. Um, but yeah, yesterday he drafted legislation in the House of uh, Florida's representatives to uh, ask for a full forensic audit of the state of Florida. So, you know, it's people like that who are kind of going to be on board. You're going to see a lot of different kinds of cabinet members. I feel like his vice presidential pick moving forward would be completely different from someone like Mike Pence. Um, and and I just yeah. think I just think that overall, you know, he's really starting to hit those things that. His first couple rallies were in the sevens out of ten. You know, there was lots of people there. There was good atmosphere. This rally, I, I rated it. I said it was an 8.7 out of ten. I said he would have gotten into the nines if this one was outside just based off the electricity of the crowd. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because they were pretty much into it. This, this was a pro-Trump. 
you know, deep in the heart of the state that he lost on November 3rd. Yeah. Um, with the 100-mile car rally going yeah. into, you know, the voting day and stuff like that. But, um, you know, he continued, and, and I, re- I really thought he was on point. Kind of, I kind of felt like, I don't know if you guys saw it, he needed a haircut. It was looking kind of bushy yeah. up top. Maybe it was windy. But <clears throat> inside? <laughs> But speech is uh, he, maybe he was driving there with his head out the uh, top of the limo. Stop it, <laughs> yelling at people. <laughs> Let, let's hear a little bit more before we. we this ra- election was rigged and stolen, and that was you know what. Before we get back to the audio, that was one of the things I was tweeting live as the, as the uh, you know the the speech was going on, and I said we already have rigged and stolen, and we already have crime of the century. <laughs> and I was looking for a third one, and right as I pressed send, he dropped it. So <laughs> it was just one of those things where he's got to hit those talking points that we all love. But let's get a little more of Trump uh, kind of pushing what his narrative was at this election integrity uh, rally. The federal takeover of elections and stop the Democrat attack on voter ID. Did you see the disinformation campaign? So they do a poll the other day, and it showed voter ID, Andy, is at 88%, including Democrats. It's like 88%. Everybody wants voter ID. Who doesn't want it? I want it. You go to the grocery store, you give a picture. Do anything you do, you give a picture. Voter ID is at 88%. So here's their line. All of a sudden, we don't want our voter ID. Then one day, they pass it on, and the press plays along. We've always wanted voter ID. <laughs> Talk about the We've Dems. We've always wanted it. It's the Republicans who don't want to think of this. And they had the same thing with defund the police, right? We wanted to fund the police. We will defund the police. Now, crime is at the highest it's ever been in history. These police departments have been devastated. They have treated our great law enforcement. I just met a lot of them backstage so badly with so little respect. But it's a very unpopular thing. They didn't know that. Who the hell wouldn't know that to fund the police? Who would not? I'm telling you, they've got advantages, but they're sort of dumb in a lot of ways. Their policy is so bad. (laughs) So now they're saying, you guys see that. It was the Republicans that wanted to defund the police. It's just like Russia, Russia, Russia. It's just they make up stuff. I watched that shifty shift go up to the microphone. (laughs) Uh, We'll get into him in a minute. It's extremely important to save our country. President Trump is a paid employee of Russia. He can't roll it's his unbelievable. <laughs> and you know what they say? If they say it over and over and over again, in a year from now, a lot of people are not going to remember who wanted to defund the police and who did it. And they're not going to remember about voter ID, Andy, and we got to be careful with that. Paul, we got to be careful with that. Debbie, you're not going to let that happen. You're not going to let it. But that's what they do. And you know what it's called? Disinformation. They make up a lot of crap. And they say it over and over (laughs) and over. And one day, you say, oh, who was the one that wanted to defund? I guess it was the Republicans. The Republicans are against a very serious and a very sick enemy. So there's that, talking about some of the things. I'm almost certain that at least Dan Scavino listens to this show. We have talked about this exact narrative for weeks, if not months, on repeating the same stuff over and over again when you're talking in regards to election integrity. We've talked about it in regards to January 6th. Yeah, it's everything. It's that's the If you say it enough times on the news or wherever, it's it becomes true to the general public. Yeah, we'll even get into it later during our January 6th segment to where one of the people who was testifying before... Nancy Pelosi's congressional committee today stated that an officer 
who died of a stroke 48 hours after the insurrection died during the event, which is a narrative that's been completely debunked mm. to the point to where the officer's mother has come out and said, I would appreciate it if you did not use my son as a political pawn. He yeah. died of a stroke after the event and had nothing to do with it. Yeah, just because he got the vaccine the day before has nothing to do with it. Oh, Speaking of vaccines, Ross, what do you think about that right there talking about how the Dems will be against something for so long and then at some point just flip the narrative and continue to parrot it on the news like it was something that they wanted all along until it becomes fact. Well, I mean, it's the it's art <laughs> is the art of deception. You know, it's I think everybody assumes that people are good people because most of us are good people. Right. You know, especially on the conservative side, we all know that we kind of get our bearing on Judeo-Christian principles, whether yep. or not you say you're a Christian or not is irrelevant. You know, you're like, I mean, that that it definitely plays a big role in how well you adhere to those values when nobody's looking. But oh. the general consensus on the conservative side is that we want the lowercase t truth. We want we feel like people should apologize if they were actually wrong about something. We agree with eating humble pie. Yeah, we agree with being shamed if we're wrong. We agree with changing our opinion if more information is presented. We agree with all these things that are. We we wouldn't ourselves say one thing for five years and then switch it up and then act like we said something else because that's what shitty people do. Yeah, sure you know, is. like I've never hung out with a person who's ever actually been my friend and done something like that because they would not be yeah. my friend. Right. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And so it's like it's interesting that it's so it's like here's another example. I was talking about this on our show a while ago. AOC. Right. Garbage. She's at the border in all white and she's doing that mm. photo shoot where she's like weeping on the whatever and there's no kids even there. In the park. That <laughs> that by itself. There's just like a Ford such... Explorer parked there. Right. There's nothing there. <laughs> yeah. It's like with the fact place. that you tried to milk the cow and you even had hugs with your friend as if it was so painful that you needed an embrace. Like you're so shitty of a person that would dog you in person. Every time I saw you in person again, if our friend groups ever like co-mingled like 10 years ago and you were at the bar, I'd be like, she's not allowed to drink. I'd take her drink. I'm like, she can't drink in here. She's such a loser. You guys don't know. She she like lied. She acted like she was on the border, like she was heartbroken for these pictures. She, there was no kids even there. Like we, we because they're so stupid and so intense and so far, we are like. We almost pass it off like it's normal, but like the truth of the matter is, none of us would probably do anything that they do regularly. No, no. Yeah, if I saw her at the bar, I would just be waiting. I would just be sitting there watching and waiting for her to go up to the jukebox and like be trying to pick a song and be like, "Wow, looks like you're at the border right now." Well, I mean, <laughs> well, if she was at the bar, she'd probably be working. Oh, right. I, I'd be like, I want to close my tab. Definitely want to close my tab. And and those things that he said that they do regularly and we would not partake in. We will have a very good portion of that later in some of Joe Biden's responses to this town hall. <laughs> Definitely doesn't drink it, but we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. Let's just get just, just a little bit more Trump before. One, we... one thing I want to add that I like <clears throat> what he was saying, and Ross, I think this is one of the big differences between our generation of Democrats and Republicans mm. is Conservative people are not afraid to out their own when they're wrong. Right. And you saw that on, like, Pence on the day of the quote-unquote insurrection. Judas. Immediately people were like, dude, F this guy. Get him out. We don't want anything to do with him. The left will literally have people that are, like, on the docket for going to Pervert Island or whatever, and they're like, oh, but 
he's such a philanthropist. And it's like, yeah, he's a pervert. He's a rapist. But he wrote a good book. Or like whatever the case may be, they will die for those people and their reputation. They'll fail to admit they're wrong. On the conservative side, it's so much more like, hey, we just don't want to be around shitty people. Yeah, I don't like shitty people. And we just want less government. And if you're not about that and you lied, then the conservative population has no qualms at all about calling you out and going, dude, that's not part of the movement. We yeah, don't you want will be that. cut off. Yeah. The, or if you're just somebody who's trying to make money with the position rather than actually better the correct the circumstances of the nation. That's kind of the big rift now is that that's kind of, you know, when we're talking about rhinos, yep. it's not really Republicans in name only. It's people that aren't actually attempting to better the country in the way that they conservatives yeah. would see fit, you know? And, and so that's the thing that we call out now, you know, and I'm glad, you know, I'm nervous about the future, but I'm glad that at least we're being honest about things now. Yeah, like, most of the rhinos are just chinos at this point. They're just, like, going with whatever the establishment wants to do. Yeah, before you even go and vet anyone who's not either voting with party lines or who's not, like Ross said, trying to make the country better just because it's terrible right now, all you have to do is go and do a little research to see what either lobbyist firm they're associated with or, you know, I'm air-quoting Republican think tank, you know, that they're associated with, where you see a lot of these generals who go – and the entirety of their career is like one narrative, America first, strong military, this, that, and the other thing. And then all of a sudden they get hooked up with these think tanks, and then it's just money first, yeah. globalist agenda, 2030, 2021, all this other, you know, Davos bullshit that they, they want to have one world kumbaya. And, and that's kind of what we're pushing up against right now. So... Um, all right, let's wrap this up. We, we, we do have just a little bit more of, uh, you know, Trump's speech, and, and, and we'll kind of take it home right now with, uh, you know, part of the ending. We believe in patriotic education for our children, and we strongly oppose the radical indoctrination of America's youth. We're not going to let it happen. We are committed to defending innocent life, protecting our Constitution, and to proudly upholding the Judeo-Christian values of our nation's founding. Yes. We embrace free thought. We stand up to political correctness. We don't like political correctness. And we reject the intolerance of left-wing cancel culture. We Nick, Nick, believe you miss in law and order, and we respect and support the men and women of law enforcement. Yep. Have to. Yeah. And above all, we live by the words of our national motto, and it will never, ever change. In God we trust. Sustained by these timeless American values and powered by the strength of these unstoppable ideas, we will press forward. We will have victory after victory. Never forget the heart, soul, brilliance, passion, and patriotism of the young people here today. They're young, great people. And Charlie, I want to thank you. What a job you've done. What a job you've done. 
and to the devoted citizens all across our country is so much greater than our opponents can even imagine. We are there. We have massive majorities, and we're much stronger than them. We're much stronger than they are. Because unlike their agenda, our movement is not driven by the lust for control and domination of others. Our movement is driven by a love for America and an ironclad faith in the American people. I have that faith, and you have that faith. We are not fighting for socialism, communism. We're not fighting for servitude. We're fighting for God, for country, and we're fighting for freedom. We know in our veins that our American inheritance was passed down to us by generations of patriots who gave everything they had, their sweat, their blood, and even their very lives to build America into the most powerful nation in the history of the world. And we are not going to let it be taken away from us by a small group of radical left Marxist maniacs. Mm. Yup. So my fellow Americans, our movement is the greatest in American history. There has never been a movement like we have had. We won the most important election, 2016. We did more than any other administration has ever done, and we did it quickly. We're not going to let it be taken away from us. The 2022 midterms are the next phase of the battle. And we will not stop there. We will keep on going until we have made America great again. With your help, we will take back the House, we will take back the Senate, and we will take back that beautiful, gorgeous White House, and we White will House. take back our country. So working together, we will make America powerful again. Thank you. Thank you. The whole country is watching. The whole country is watching what you have done. Thank you. We will make America wealthy again. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And we will make America great again. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you to Turning Point. Thank you. Cue the dance oh, music. YMCA. Yeah, I heard it, it. was. So, <laughs> Ross, what, what do you think about how he kind of wrapped up? He, he, he didn't really talk about I mean, about it's all the right words. Yeah. That's neat. It's neat. It's all the right words. But... I mean, honestly, right now, if the Department of Justice just decided to not give a shit about what Arizona and Fulton County and everywhere said and just walked in and was like, we're shutting this all down, we'd hear a blurb about it for like three days. Everybody be annoyed. There'd be two protests and then uh, it'd be over. So, like, I appreciate the cute words that he's saying, and I hope that he's right. And I'm on board with him doing something and everybody needing to be prepared. But like, honestly, at this point, if you if you don't have your dagger out underneath your bed when you're asleep, right? Like you aren't paying attention. 
So it's like the words are wonderful, but it's just that they're just words. And I appreciate that. But like, you know, we're like the border basically wide open comparatively. Right. Like we're having hundreds of thousands a month is was 160 is the average right now. 160 K yeah. a month that are coming in. And uh, I mean, that's certainly going to change the demographic of voters. They're lying about everything everywhere online. So people can't even find the real information. PayPal and the Anti-Defamation League are hooking up together uh, to root out and, f and figure out how to block the transactions that are funding hate groups and extremists. But what qualifies as hate group and extremists is all of us that are talking right now, regardless of whether or not we would have been called that five years ago. Right. Uh, you know, so I don't know. I'm like, I'm hopeful, but like rallies to me, I, I just left the Turning Point event in Tampa. You know, I was just there at Turning Point. Uh, VIP hanging out with everybody and everything. It was great. But like the speeches are uh, are necessary for the people who aren't actually paying attention. But for those of us that are, for those of us that are paying attention, it's almost like watching the lead up to the climax and never having been able to see the climax for 30 movies so far. Right. So we're just annoyed. Yeah. They're because no fucking justice is happening anywhere. Right. I think you and I are I want the money shot on the same page a lot because I bring that up on the show. You sure do. A where, lot. And you, it's like, are you going to ask where Rudy Giuliani is? Where's Rudy? Where is he? Where is he? Where's John Durham? Yeah, where is Durham? Is he even real? Yeah. So, I mean, after the quote-unquote insurrection, there was so much hope, like, you know, we're fighting, and, and I don't, and I said this last time, I don't doubt that they are fighting, and I don't, you wouldn't want anybody else as a president in Trump's shoes doing what he's doing. He's the man, I mean, if anyone's going to pull this off and it's get him. the ball rolling, it's going to be him. Mm -hmm. And he's yeah. surrounded by a great group of guys that, but you also have to remember, you know, not to go down the Alex Jones um, rabbit hole type deal, but we're not fighting against left versus right. right. It's literally the people of the country versus the globalists. The globalists and the, the new cabal. You know, to use the word new world order, I mean, I know it gets thrown out a lot, but you look at the but that's the, the actual, card that and is that's what it is. So yeah. there's no reason for us to bullshit. So to me, it's like, that's the thing. We all have wounds from being called conspiracy theorists. Yep. But yeah. we were fucking right about everything. everything. Exactly. <laughs> everything. And right now, it's one of those things. Is like you know, as a kid, when I was in junior high and high school, is when Illuminati first started hitting YouTube. Illuminati. Actually, YouTube was like when I was a freshman in high school. I think YouTube was like people just started paying attention to it, but. Shortly after that, like that's what everyone started watching was like Illuminati, and then you like all these celebrities, and then you're like, wow, there makes oh, a lot of sense. You might be talking about Out of the Shadows and Follow the Cabal. I don't remember the names. Oh, okay, that was a long time ago. Actually, not that long ago, but um, it's one of those things is you grow up, and then you kind of start looking at certain events, and you go, ah, you know, there's all you follow the money, you always hear that. And right now, you just take a step back, and you're like these are the same guys that have pulled off conspiracy after conspiracy, and have done such a good job of pulling the sheet over the public that they're still out there doing their thing. Like they're good at it. They're really yeah. good at it. They're totally unbothered by this whole thing while Trump spins his wheels. They're like, cool. Who do you want to put in next? Yeah. And that's yeah. the hard part for me is like, I know we have the best team we could possibly going forward and getting this done, but we're still facing the new England Patriots from five years ago. And they've been in the Super Bowl every year, and they've been, and they know what they're doing. You know what I mean? It's yeah. that. And now yeah. they're vicious because they realize they might have almost lost things. Correct. You know, so now they're coming back with a vengeance, and they're biting hard and making sure they're going for everybody's throats instead of like you know, they're generally playing, trying. Playing dirty it's like, for nah. Sure. 
you know, they're not going to stop the freaking, you know, COVID shit. They're not going to stop the control shit. They're not going to stop the mask shit. They're not going to stop anything. But you want you want to know what panic looks like? Right before the show started today, all of the audit Twitter accounts were nuked. All of them. Yep. All of them? Yes. Yep. The wow. war the war room which gave you links to all the different states and the Arizona one that's nuked. been nuked. Accounts all suspended. Across the yep. board. Oh, they're on target. Yeah. Well, we're right over it. That's the problem. Yeah. So you know, it's one of those things where uh you, you just kinda kinda see what the reaction is. There's there's I just wonder what that's like on the left to watch all of your opposition disappear like just disappear yeah. and then oh that was easy like how how like i mean like how many if you're like a normal person who's on the left of which there's not many left uh <laughs> but if True. you are one of those people who's just kind of like watching and still believing like your side and then you just see the other opposition get nuked you know like at, from every angle like it's like all right <laughs> like all right maybe my side is a, my side does seem to have a little bit of an upper hand here this is yeah. kind of weird um, but but like, they'll like probably be like, well, good. It, it, bigotry needs to be rooted out of the world. There's sure hardly does. any normal people in that. So these people are so brainwashed. When someone gets nuked, they're like, yeah, he deserved it. Yep. That guy's a fascist. And it's like That's everything true. you stand they for. They are in a completely different fascist. world than us. And they can debate about it, too, some of them. Not many of them, but some of them can. Yeah. Say, I'm literally trying to save your life, and you're nuking my accounts left yeah. and right. So <laughs> just We're fighting for you, too, right. stupid. So. Yeah, exactly. We're all going to be in the same gulag anyways. Well, the thing is, is that I don't think they've realized the people on the left, the people that are the loudest on the left, which is, look, let's just be straight. All right. Trans, gay, lesbian, um, no parents, no legitimate trade skills, very physically frail and weak, Mm -hmm. sickly sometimes, anxious, depressed, all that. You've got this big jumble of people types and all of them are not all of them, but a big chunk of the left is that. And those types of people that are like, our lives have been shitty. We want something better. That's a legitimate thing to say. I get it. That makes you feel like there's some injustice in the world. Your dad beat the shit out of you. So you kind of have to do something with the world. I get it. Whatever the thing is, the problem is, is that the only reason that dysfunctional people like you no offense, but in just societal societal rules, the only reason that dysfunctional people like you were allowed to thrive is because really strong traditional families cultures built something so strong that we could house even weak people on that ship yeah. and mm-hmm. give those people even a microphone. And yeah. those people, once they got the microphone, are destroying the ship that they're standing on. And when they have to swim to one of the other ships, China or Russia... They're not going to be greeted with a high five and we're glad you're gay. They're going to be thrown off of buildings and executed. And so it's like you might hate America, but that's because you have nothing to compare it to about how they treat you. And I'm basically talking to anybody that has radical ideology on the left. You can't say screw the government anywhere else. No. Without them killing you, yeah, the and government you surely will screw can't you. say yeah. you like dudes if you're a dude. And like, I think Russia, it's illegal, and in China, I'm pretty sure it's illegal. They get stoned in some countries or thrown off the top yeah, of Pakistan. The yeah. yeah, when I think Palestine, yep, yeah, Iran for sure. And you hit the nail on the head that I think, in reality, it's too easy to survive. You know, if you take it back to like a primal, primal way of living when you had to hunt and gather, and you know. How do you preserve your food with salt? Like, if you go all the way back, 
to where you literally had to fight to survive, you weren't bitching about all this other stuff. It's so easy to just, oh, I want a burrito. Let me grab it. You didn't work for that. There's no effort going into that. So people have so much free time now, I believe, and it goes into just them thinking these retarded thoughts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they it's get like on this vastly train. impractical because they're not yeah. needing to be practical. Exactly. And in then their the actual life like, at all. Hey, you have purple hair and weigh 400 pounds and you're five, <laughs> two. You work at Starbucks. So is <laughs> Teresa over here on this side. And it's like, Hey, you want to be friends and like start this stupid ideology. And then it spreads like wildfire. Then you have all these people, in the collegiate level and colleges and then that start, I mean, it's just spread so far. And I always, t- I always talk like when I was in high school and everyone here, I'm sure can attest to this, the end all be all when you were in a fight or like the hierarchy of people was I can kick your ass. So you better be like respectful. Yeah. Nowadays that's, that's gone. That's so you fair. have all these people. Nowadays it's, if you kick my ass, I'm going to sue you. So you better yeah. not kick my ass. Well, the thought that someone's, the thought that someone's going to get their ass kicked doesn't even cross their mind anymore. No, it's not a real thing. It's not a real. Cause if you went to a high school campus and you have some like four foot chick with like spikes on her boots and gauges with purple hair talking to like the captain of the football team, like, and the captain of the football team's like, if we were like in a survival mode, I would just cock back and destroy your jaw with one punch. If that happened, there'd be so much more respect and like the ideology, the ideology that you have and you attest to would be gone because everything kind of even out. Now everyone thinks their voice is validated. It's like, to be honest, there's some people's opinion. It's just not important. Right. It doesn't matter. And that sucks yeah, to say, all but opinions are not the same. No, they're not, they're not all, all cultures no. are not valuable. And there's people that not everyone has the same potential. And that sucks to say some people are, athletically built differently and they have a path to go to pro in sports. Some people have an intellectual mind. We're not all equal. We have equal opportunities in this country, which means you have as much opportunity as your drive will allow you to get. Mm-hmm. The minute these people give up in something, it's automatically a race issue or it's an income issue. And it's like, no, you Gender talk to issue. people. Yeah. You talk to people who hustled, who didn't graduate high school, who started a business, who figured it out, who learned English as they came to this country the right way and they started a liquor store or whatever the way, I mean, the opportunities in this country are endless, but people pick something up, they fail at it and they blame society. And it's like, we need universal income because it's too hard. Yep. And it's like, dude, that's bullshit. Well, the, the generation of Adderall, marijuana and participation trophies is definitely biting us in the ass right now. So. My, my favorite visual representation of that is the the dude at, at like a Whole Foods, and he's just like he's holding an avocado like it's my precious, and he has no chin. He's just like <laughs> yeah. just a frail. Yeah. yeah. So I mean Meat that bag. That's, that's literally where we're at. Yeah. Rat, moving forward, Rasmussen released some some poll numbers following that election integrity rally in Arizona over the weekend. Uh, which kind of stated that 51% of all voters believe cheating impacted the 2020 election results. That's all voters across the board, both Democrat, Republican, and, uh, and uh, independents. 55 percent? 51%. This is a Rasmussen poll that came out yesterday. 55% of that support 2020 election audits. 60% say preventing cheating is more important than making it easier to vote. And then they, they gave some supplemental numbers on that strongly or somewhat agree to preventing cheating is more important than making it to vote white 62 percent black 50 percent other non-whites which include hispanic 70 percent wow democrats 40 percent unaffiliated 63 percent gop 84 percent and all voters overall average of 61 percent 
So th those are some of the numbers that kind of came out following that. Um, and, and the Western Journal just, you know, kind of did a compare and contrast of the two rallies that went on over the weekend. On Friday night, there was a town hall hosted by CNN with Joe Biden, which was an absolute disaster and dumpster fire put together with a toilet flushing. Um, that was just a fucking nightmare. And compared with the with the the Trump rally, not like those numbers matter, but it, it, just for optics person um, perspective, you have supposedly 81 million votes, most votes in history, most popular president in the history of the universe, not able to fill more than like six rows deep in a town hall meeting hosted by CNN to where he spoke for a total, not including commercial breaks for 29 minutes. Contrast that with Trump in Arizona, packed house. I don't know how many people were there, but there was a lot. It was a three-tiered stadium where he was, you know, halfway filled. The stage was in the middle, and they only used one half, including the the, the second and third tier, the mezzanines and stuff like that. Like Billy, Billy Graham revival back in the day. 105 minutes straight. All coherent, nothing bullshit. Off the cuff, too, probably a lot of it. Well, yeah, I mean, you could tell when he just ignores it. He looks at the teleprompter sometimes, and you just see, like, his turkey neck come out and his, like, lips pucker up like he's about to say china yeah. and then he's like i'm just gonna skip on to the next segment and while i'm doing that i'm gonna talk shit about these people that's probably where green new bullshit came from so the, that was that was just a kind of compare and <laughs> that's contrast my favorite yeah that the western journal did in in direct reflection to those numbers that rasmussen put out over the weekend um one person who did kind of weigh in on the trump speech this morning was uh one of our favorite senators chuck schumer you know he's all about election integrity <laughs> <laughs> and preserving the rights of the republic. Let's just hear what he had to say about 74-plus million voters this morning when he was at some bullshit event for whatever thing he was fundraising in New York that he doesn't even give a shit about. You probably asked yourself the same question I asked myself. How could 74 million people vote for such a despicable human being? <laughs> I don't care if you're a liberal or a conservative, a Democrat or Republican. He is a vile man. Vile. He is dishonest. He is divisive. That's what he loves to do, just divide and have people fighting with each other. He's a racist. Mm. And he always appeals to the dark side of human nature, which he's very good at, unfortunately. How did they vote for him? Donald Trump started no wars. Donald Trump brought peace to the Jews in a lot of countries that swore they would never have peace with the Jews in the Middle East over the course of his presidency. Donald Trump had a black cabinet member. He had several women, including Linda McMahon in his cabinet. He had the first gay cabinet member as yep. Rick Grinnell of the DNI. And this is like exactly what Donald Trump was pointing out during his speech. They will continue to parrot and mockingbird these same exact things over and over and over again until a year from now they become reality. And that's some of the stuff we saw from Senator Schumer. He called him despicable. He called him vile. He called him a racist. And, uh, you know, that's just kind of where we're at when they know, number one, we're over the target. Number two, the, narr the narrative is justified. So what do you guys think of uh, good old Chuck representing? Good old Chuck. Yeah, New York 45 out of there. I just love how many people's minds Trump lives rent-free in. Sure does. And that probably puts him to bed like a baby every night. No one more than Nancy? <laughs> mm. <laughs> it's just funny because, I mean, this guy's literally – trying to save the country and these people hate him so much for it he's disrupted the cabal so bad that these people literally will do anything they can to just i mean to suspend someone's social media it's like how childish is that yeah yeah what, what did we social get? media I'm is taking meant my ball for like, and i'm going home it's meant for like teenagers i mean we all use it but it's one of those things is like 
if Facebook and Instagram shut off tomorrow, I wouldn't be heartbroken. Like if it just went away. Yeah, but there's a it's lot for, of people that that's you know <clears throat> that's what sure. they make their money and doing. I, and I get that, but it's just funny that it's like we're gonna go after his Twitter, right? And then he'll be done. And it's like now he's just gonna have sold out rallies everywhere, and no one else is gonna tweet for him. Yeah. Now what do we do? And it's like I wouldn't be surprised if like Verizon or AT and T comes out. It's like we're just gonna shut off his phone. <laughs> <laughs> no more phone for him. Yeah, that's next. No, well, yeah, I mean they've already talking about that where they're gonna start having uh, cell providers. And oh, stop it! You already you don't think they already read our shit? Well, yeah. Oh, I think they do, but I don't think they've inter- ever interrupted it and been like, actually, Ross, uh, that's misinformation. Yeah. Just Next hear, to my mom, you know. You just hear the third voice come on the phone. You're like, Hello, who is that? Yeah, yeah. We we just noticed you're. Uh, we're fact checking your conversation live, and uh, we're gonna terminate the call. Yeah, we're gonna fact check that dick pic you just sent. <laughs> uh. <laughs> don't do that. Hell, <laughs> they will. I bet. Yeah, they, uh. you know China will hold that shit. You know, honeypot operations. You guys know what that is. Yeah, yeah. Where you know you get them, you get them with the pretty girls. You get something embarrassing, and then you hold it over their head. I mean, you know how many times people are going to be watching porn or something on their phone, get a get a video of them whacking it to porn or something, and then China just goes, "Hey, vote the way we want on this next thingy." Or, you know, I mean, shit. We don't have to say China. It'll be the U.S. Well, it's like uh, ransomware, like. I'm going to delete all your files or I'm going to put all these files public unless you pay, you know, this Bitcoin amount or some bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're just living in a crazy town. <laughs> crazy town. Well, I mean, that's that, that's kind of how the weekend wrapped up, but don't worry because... I'm past worrying. I think, like you, Russ was saying earlier, mm-hmm. well, I, I think I... I'm so I'm like what what can possibly go wrong now? Oh, we we there's, for me it's like we're at the bottom now. It's like I guess there's only up to look up to. We haven't even begun to go wrong. There's so much more stuff that's going to happen before. Yeah, I mean the day there. that they. What's the line for you guys? What's the line for you where you go? Okay, I have to go get my my tools. <laughs> I guess when 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 you know I'm sitting at home watching the news or or one of your podcasts with with Jordan on the couch and I hear. The, you know, <laughs> hello. Yeah, exactly. Grubhub, open up. Yeah. Ex- oh shit. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> so I didn't I, order Grubhub today. For me, it's. Uh, I mean, hmm, I don't know if I want to divulge this. Just what? Say it. It's what cr- should the line be for Americans? Oh, there you go. That's let's say it like well, this. Not, let's not say what our line is. Let's say what do you think the founding fathers' line? would be i think it's been crossed yeah, for those cr- guys he, he, trampled yeah, for a long sure. time ago yeah that yeah, line's been cr- i think personally for me it's probably a bad person you're asking the guy that has magazines hidden all over his house for when i get invaded same um, same <laughs> well like time magazine sure um i think as soon as they start with this biden propaganda bullshit where they're going door to door making sure you're vaccinated and then one step further like that's laying the baseline for me of what the line's going to be crossed. Because the minute you step on my property, I don't even answer the door in the census people come. It's no business how many people are in my fucking house. Right. It's my house. Yeah. Do I own it? I also own the sidewalk. Like, you cross, you're in my yard. I don't need to tell you how many people are living in this house. What difference does that make? Get away from me. That's the well, type of person to, I am. To quote Jen Saki, why do you need that information? Yeah, well, she's a retard. So, um, But the line's going to be, and it's going to come soon, where the government is 
infiltrating in a way where they're going to start forcing us to do something. Right now, we haven't really been forced to do anything. The masks, sure. We haven't been forced to get the vaccine yet, and we haven't been forced to turn in our weapons. As soon as that happens, that's where the lines cross. Hey, spoiler alert. There, there's a state legislative state legislator in Florida who rescinded the concealed carry licenses of 22 citizens who attended the Trump rally on January 6th. May or may not have participated, but their concealed carry licenses are now non-existent. It's happening. Wow. So yeah, that's, that broke today. That's when you go by a cabin in Montana. Like Bob Lee Swagger from Shooter, and you just I do disappear into the ether. You sit up on the hill, and you just yeah. wait for old Humpty Dumpty to come yep. looking for you. Just put Fortunate Son on repeat. <laughs> <laughs> that or Thunderstruck by ACDC. There you go. Fire up the Roombas. <laughs> yep. Pour the napalm in the sprinklers and let it rip. Let's move on, though, to something more positive. <laughs> um, the current occupying administration has doubled down on the vaccine. Um, we all know that it's tied to money and Agenda 2030 and depopulation, Georgia Guidestones and everything under the sun that has to do with that stuff. Yeah. Um, but they're really making a push to kind of get everyone that they possibly can jabbed for one reason or another. I'm going to play two clips back to back of, of Fauci. One talks about our favorite thing, mask mandates coming back. And then he's going to go right into talking about everybody who's at least on this podcast right now. And that has to do directly with unvaccinated people creating variants, which is there's no science to back that. Yeah, that's not really a thing. Doubt the variant. Ligma variant. Let's hear it. And the top health officials are weighing whether to revise mask guidelines for vaccinated Americans. Are you part of those conversations? And if so, what are you advising? Do you think masks yeah. should be brought back for vaccinated Americans? You know, Jake, this is under active consideration. Blech. If you're asking, am I, part of, <laughs> am I part of the discussion? Yes, I am part of the discussion. But I think what you are seeing... We only have so, I mean, he's talking about the mask mandates coming back there. And then here's what he has to say about all of us unvaccinated people. impact of the unvaccinated on the rest of us well the impact jonathan is that you're going to have the propagation of an outbreak that will continue to smolder so you're going to have suffering on the part of the people who are unvaccinated there will be some not very many we hope but there will be some breakthrough infections even among the vaccinated so as long as you have circulating virus in the community, which is predominantly because people are not getting vaccinated, then they hurt themselves. And you don't want to see that because among those are people that are going to wind up getting hospitalized and some of them are going to die. That's the individual impact on those who don't want to get vaccinated. But there's a broader societal impact, Jonathan, in that if you allow the virus to freely circulate because so many people are unvaccinated, you give it yet again another opportunity to mutate even more, and you may wind up with creating a variant that in fact is eludes the protection of the vaccine. We're very fortunate that even though this Delta variant is a real bad actor in the sense of being highly transmissible 
For the most part, the vaccines work very well against it, particularly in protecting you from severe disease leading to hospitalization. Severe. But you let the virus circulate, you may get a variant that's even worse. Mm -hmm. Dr. Fauci, you mentioned breakthrough so, infection. It's incredibly rare that that happens. Yeah, for the record. not only that, but let's talk about the PCR test. First of all, I don't know if you guys have heard, but the PCR tests have been retired. Yeah, they it's have, been revoked. Yeah, five months to go before they can figure out um, a new way to test for COVID. And two of the biggest stipulations on why. Well, the new test is just going to be they're going to tell you you have COVID. Or they're going to tell you you have the flu. And that was one of the biggest discriminations. The PCR test turned up to the degree it is right now cannot determine on whether or not you have the influenza or COVID virus. Not only that, there is no way to statistically test for the Delta variant variant unless you get some kind of a throat culture or something like that and they send it to a lab. So I also want to talk about a little bit of manipulation of the numbers. The CDC released spike charts the other day, Ooh. and it was kind of like a drive-by headline. It said, you know, Delta variants spiking in all these states, this, that, and the other thing. I just so happened to click on New York. State of New York, population, approximately 21-plus million people. Yeah. But they had said the Delta variant had spiked. In a 24-hour period of reporting, they had 30 cases of coronavirus, 85% Delta variant, Delta variant, which would make... 26 people had the Delta variant. But there's no specific test for the Delta variant. Supposedly out of 30 people, and that meant that there was a spike there. So 30 people total tested positive in a 24-hour span. And in a state of 21-plus million, they decide to go crazy and, and say that they're having spikes there. So that's just some of the way the numbers are being manipulated in regards to The sad part is people. 90% of people won't do what you did and actually... Click on the Click link to investigate for another. They'll two see minutes. spikes and they'll clutch their pearls. Oh god! Oh man! Oh no! We're all gonna die. <laughs> hey Nelson. Ooh, I don't have any of that left. I wonder if the if the if society really does. Oh no! I'm out of oh no juice. Like I'd rather walk off a plank than give a shit about this for another day. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I'm over it. Yeah, it's like none over of this stuff it. applies to flu vaccines. Even yeah. when we had swine flu, people weren't walking around with masks on. No, this is all part of a new how much we can push the public to listen to us agenda. Yeah. I, I mean, there's just... the, there's no science behind anything else. I have the montage of Dr. Fauci playing the mask mandate on all the cable news shows. I just refuse. I have it saved every week. I, I see It's a little picture of him sitting in a dark room talking to PBS. That's how it starts. We it's like two and a half minutes. Nobody wants to hear that bullshit. With the mask, you know, with the sides, and then unless you have the N95 with the nose thing, and it's just not going to work. Nobody wants to hear that yeah. bullshit for two and a half What minutes. are you doing after this broadcast? Yeah. Well, and half these people that are virtue signaling with their masks, like for Newsom, for example, freaking Newsolini. <sighs> every time you saw him, it was like an oversized mask that was like floating above his, his nose. Like, it's not doing anything. You're Very cheating. <laughs> it's just like when I wear it. At work, and it's just down on my top lip, so I'm fucking breathing out my nose. I'm just going to start putting it on my forehead. Yeah, I mean, you're wearing it. I mean, MIT and them, uh, Stanford, they've already released the studies on, on this, that it's not being spread because of the droplets. It's spreading through aerosol. Yep. Yeah, and one of the top epidemiologists. aerosol transmission of the virus. Fact. Right. So the whole time. All of us were right to not even bother to wear a mask. Yeah, one, one of the top epidemiologists from Stanford, he's one of the head of the you know, health and sciences departments over there. He makes a regular run on the cable news networks, you know, especially Hannity and, and Laura Ingram. 
uh, on the frequent and, uh, you know, talks about how all of these things just aren't true. So um, this is becoming a pandemic of the unvaccinated, though. That's um, convenient. And, and circling back to yeah. Joe Biden's town hall the other day, he did have a very intelligent response when asked what? about what he thought about the unvaccinated people and how they are affecting, you know, everything that's going on with COVID right now. Is this when he says his butt's been wiped? It's not, but we are going to get to Compared that. Compared to drunk driving? Listen to this take. Are you okay? I'm, you you know, or, 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 or the mom and dad or, 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 or the neighbor or when you're go to church or when you're you know, no I, I i really mean it there are trusted interlocutors think of the people if, if your kid wanted to find out whether or not there were there's a man on the moon or whatever you know something or you know whether those aliens are here or not you know who are the people they talk to beyond the kids who love talking about it are you okay i mean you sh- that's that's him <laughs> rambling on about what what don lamont asked him about you know, how do you feel about people who like, you know, they're not anti-vaxxers, but they don't have the information. He starts going, oh, or, 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 or your mom and dad, or, or, or you know, the, the, the man on the moon. Yeah, it's hilarious. Earpiece sparking <laughs> shorts are getting out of his ear. But don't worry, that didn't go unnoticed. Uh, he did after the event, before he got on Marine One, catch up with reporters. and oh, they wanted, this was great. Yeah, they, they did want to talk about some of the <laughs> uninoculated... <laughs> people and, and he had a very unique response i love it check this one out <laughs> so amazing to in the democratic party who are there people in the republican party who think we're sucking the blood out of kids oh. uh, i i'm i'm not sure are there people in the democratic <laughs> party who want to and he literally oh. just walked away <laughs> i mean i don't know if that Wait, was necessarily a when mic he drop, said because uh, i just picked up something did he say is there people from the democrat from the republican party that think we're sucking child's blood yes yes okay because when i first heard that what i took it as he said is is there people from the republican party sucking child's blood i didn't hear that um how do you feel about that <laughs> everyone, all, the, Nick, all you, of us you, are you, like you say we don't go down rabbit holes on this show but there he goes rabbit hole he, he's sitting in the hole right now like come on baby he's like hey guess what this isn't drool it's a little bit of kid's blood right now come on i'm gonna show yeah. you <laughs> I, I thought that one meme that I saw online where he's like sitting in a diner and there's like a guy getting ready to take his order and he's like, can I get you a drink, sir? He's like, yes, but I definitely don't want children's blood. Out of all the things that are disgusting, that is probably the most disgusting. And if I didn't drink it, it would even be better. So definitely not children's blood. And the guy's just like, okay. <laughs> probably like the, the reporter was like, uh, I don't know. It's like the uh, <laughs> that clip from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And he's like, we need to make a video about not diddling kids. <laughs> And it's like, that's literally the thing that makes us think that you're diddling kids. Making a video is literally the worst the thing you can do. The best part is we're all sitting at home and you see that video and you play it. I it's love like, Danny Is there DeVito. people part of the yeah. Republican Party that think we're sick in child's blood? And everyone's like, yeah. Right, yep. yep. There's a couple mm-hmm. of us. Sure yeah. is. <laughs> There's a big population. They're not? So, and then you randomly bring that up as kind of concerning. Yeah. <laughs> he brought it up during <laughs> Out the of town. nowhere. He brought it up during the town hall, too. That was like... I don't know. So, like, I saw that meme the other day where it's like the guy's trying to teach the, the monkey to speak sign language, and he's like, sometimes I feel like you get the questions wrong just so you can get a chocolate. It's like, okay, out of all the things, don't say don't say anything about drinking children's blood, please. And he's like, all right, got it. And then he goes up during the town hall and afterwards to the, to the press pool waiting by Marine One and says at the exact same time, like, oh, yes, there are tons of Republicans who think we, we definitely drink baby's blood. And I'm just like. 
What's yeah. on your mind? They're like, so what was your stance on the mask mandate? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Back uh, to the question. Here's that meme. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's so, just hysterical. And then you like, like, I'm at the point now where I start sending videos like that to people I know that I'm friends with that voted for Biden. And again, they're yeah. still your friends. They don't. They don't reply. They just no, see me on red. You see it red. Such an asshole. <laughs> 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 yeah. Ross, you want to weigh in on Joe Biden talking about drinking children's blood? <laughs> um. <sighs> I mean, it is a pretty. Uh, it is to their followers, the people on the left. It is probably the most outlandish accusation. Right. You know, that's the way they view it if they haven't looked at any of the information about it. So it would be like that's totally outside of the boundary of norms. Um, which is true, you know, functionally. And right now, if you ask me to show you with proof that they are drinking children's blood and the high up politicals, I can't say that they are certainly doing that. What I can say is that they seem to have a very keen interest on in doing things that people that operate inside of saying things like Marina Abramovich and mm-hmm. shit like that. Like they all they have parties and stuff together. And I don't know about you if somebody ever did a legitimate weird ass satanic ritual at any point and was still like in that vein i wouldn't be like why don't you come to the painting ceremony tomorrow i would be like hey uh don't don't ever talk to me again (laughs) and somehow that always escapes them from doing that so you know look at tony podesta didn't he just get hired on to be an ambassador to something else there's something to do with china imagine that and so it's like dude this guy's a freak like you know i don't care if he's actually done stuff or not the pictures in his house were freaky enough to be like, if this dude looked at these pictures with any sort of pleasure or anything more than like frightened reaction, very suspect. I don't want to have dialogues with this guy, and yeah. they all do. So it's an outlandish accusation for people on the left that don't know about who Marina Abramovich is or haven't looked research. into spirit cooking or anything. Do your like research. That. Yeah. Well, it's also one of those things is like, we might not be able to prove that they're sucking child's blood but there's a lot of things that point to i mean you look at the whole underground child sex ring and epstein island and that whole thing which is a mainstream conspiracy that's obviously been proven and you look Mm -hmm. at the whole underground all these bunkers that are being popped every week with 70 kids that the u.s marshals are finding and it's like nobody's batting an eye going hey where are the parents of these kids are these immigrant kids are they citizens like what's going on and it's like Nobody says anything because the media won't report on it. And, and you think about the whole adrenochrome thing and you go down that rabbit hole and these people who are just into this like weird freaking sex cult and then it has like satanic um, satanic roots all the way back to like biblical rituals. And, and then you think like, oh, that's so crazy. And it's like, but is it? If you just like you open up one envelope to this whole conspiracy and then you start going down all these hallways of like. Oh wow, that's true. well, and then all the stuff that's where they're kind of tiptoeing weird. around it, like yeah, uh, you know, like oh, you know, y- youth blood would be you know beneficial to aging and blah blah blah. It's like yeah. uh, right, right, yeah. Why that's are weird. You, why are you guys? saying that? Like, you're talking about <laughs> taking the odd taking timing. The... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no. I just I, that's just odd timing for them to you know bring it up now. You know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I just the day that you are starting to say that maybe we should borrow some of the blood from our kids to make ourselves better. I think you're upside down as a culture. Don't you want to give them your good blood so they can do better and further than you did? What kind of, 
what kind of world are we living in when we value ourselves more than we value the health of our children? And I know it isn't supposed to be that nuts, but like making more blood is not something that you do easily. You know what I'm saying? Like, so like your body does have to work to do it. So it just kind of seems like that's a backed up ideology anyway. I mean, the, do y'all remember when Steve Harvey was on, uh, he had some girl on his show and she was talking about her lotion and how good it works and how it's anti-aging and she showed proof of it and all that. And then she put it on his hand real quick and it was like, ah, and he was like, well, what's in this? And they were like, it's foreskins, the foreskins of kids. And that was, that was one of the primary ingredients that they, that this woman was putting in the lotion. It was the foreskins of babies. Like, where do you find that? Oh, is that at Walgreens? It's in the dick dick lotion aisle. What, what point were the scientists like, Hey, are you guys you guys gonna throw that away? Let me have that. Yeah, I got no, you know, and, I got they, a little... and they grab it, and then they're like, "Let's mash it up and see if it helps with something." Like, what other things did they do in that setting? And how weird would the next conclusion to be? Like, we should try their blood. This this piece of foreskin had a little more blood on it than the other one did, and it seemed to help a little bit. Well, let's try <laughs> some. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is not crazy. <laughs> I think things. Give me. Well, all of Joe Biden's gaffes didn't go with being unnoticed over the weekend um sky news who i would consider like a hybrid of one america newsmax and fox news they're kind of based but they're one of the largest producers of conservative news in england and europe you know they they have a lot of good shows they have some good podcasts um one of their announcers did not feel that joe biden should get a free pass for not only gaffing through his entire town hall which was attended by literally no one but then talking about the baby's blood and this that and the other thing he had a few choice words for the resident of the united states and i want to play those for you guys (laughs) see what this guy's amazing it's not just us on shows like this this is actually bleeding into the the narrative of the news all over the world He actually tries to explain what the question is and then makes an appalling mess of answering his own question. And the question is whether or not we should be in a position where you uh, um, are. Why can't the 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 experts say we know that this virus is, in fact, uh, um, uh, it's going to be. Uh, or excuse me, we, we, we know why all the drugs approved are not temporarily approved, but permanently approved. Yeah. Oh, oh, for God's sake. This virus <laughs> is, in fact, uh, it's going to be, uh, <laughs> excuse me, uh, we know why all the drugs are temporarily appro- approved, but permanently approved. I mean, listen to this again. The President of the United States at a town hall meeting and someone doesn't say, get off the stage, you're embarrassing the free world and obscuring the coronavirus message. Listen to this. We know that this virus is, in fact, uh, um, uh, is, 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 it's going to be, uh, or excuse me, we, we, we know why all the drugs approved are not temporarily approved, but permanently approved. Yeah. Excuse me, uh, we know why all the drugs are temporarily approved, but permanently approved. What does it mean? The only thing you got right was you reckon the dog was a Democrat? <laughs> he said, I can tell. Is that because it's got droopy ears and doesn't look too bright? Listen to this. By the way, that is Danielle Lippi. She's a student here at the university, and she's a Republican. She's got a question for you. Go ahead, Danielle. Okay. But your dog's a Democrat, I can tell. <laughs> 
And then there's transparent untruth. He was asked by a questioner, genuinely concerned, if you get COVID uh, having been vaccinated, can you get COVID? This is what he said. You're okay. You're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations. Wait, what? How dangerous is this? This is going on in the world. You're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations. This bloke has to be taken out of circulation. (laughs) I repeat, get the vaccination. You may still test positive, as many have, but the vaccine has a significant impact on limiting the chance of you going into hospital. This bloke, Joe Biden, belongs in a home, and that home is not the White House. Boom. There it is. <laughs> Listen. So true. 40... So true. Nobody could get away with that, dude. Could you imagine if Trump stu- stuttered like that? No, I can't. Oh, sure can. Well, he, al- he, almost, he almost slipped on a freaking slippery, like, incline ramp one time, and they ran with that for, like, six months, right? Right. When, when he asked the general. His cognitive decline. Yeah. So between 40 and 60, the numbers are skewed because, obviously, we're not getting the true ones. People who are being admi- admitted right now to the hospital and to the ICUs especially have been jabbed either once with J&J or twice with the other ones. So that that's kind of what we're talking about right now. So the, the, the misinformation and the lies that are coming out of the administration right now are at an all-time high. And yeah, it's, four, it's like a 40-60 split is what yes. I've heard for vaccinated versus unvaccinated and getting into the hospital for it. So the fact that, the fact that you weren't cognitively aware and you said the sentence that if you get it, you won't get COVID and didn't realize that that like there's like seven reasons that this is inappropriate. Mm-hmm. The, the the problem is, is that we dismiss it because it's Joe Biden. And he could barely put sentences together. But it's like <laughs> that's why somebody like that should never have become president. Right. And we don't believe he did. No, we sure don't. 80, 81 million votes, Ross. Yes or no? Yeah, no way. <laughs> and we might not get to the audio today, but we are going to take our weekly poll before we get to it, even though we're still on COVID roundup before we get into Stop the Steal. Steve Bannon is not Q. I'm going to say no. Noah? And then negative. Nick? I told you last week and the week before. What are you? I am Q. Okay, Ross? No, he's not Q. Okay, perfect. All right, we're going to stay on that. Um, some of the governors weighed in. You're not I would Q. say they, not, they aren't Q because Q always said that he was... Multiples. Ten, yeah. No. Remember, remember the first like 10 Q drops. One of them was like, we come here to drop breadcrumbs. The, the word we was used quite, you know, fairly often. We're also in the in, in no of 10 or less. You, know? you mean the HBO documentary didn't disclose? Are you talking about feet McSniffins, Ron Watkins? <laughs> Finger gloves. <laughs> okay. What do you guys think about him being, I mean, dude, like if you follow his telegram, Code Monkey's telegram, right, it's like do. he started trying to use that cryptic type question based, you know, statements. Or whatever, and it was kind of like you're starting to sound a little bit the way Q sounded. Are you being stupid or that whole? I get- mean, look, Q exposed a lot of stuff. Sure, but did. the solution that they promised isn't happening. Right. So right now, we we do have to remember, and we always tell our Ross. You sound like you know we talked on and offline on the podcast. It sounds like you're definitely in the know, and you definitely have some really uh, conviction driven, but also evidence driven. Uh, narrative into, into all the things we're talking about here. Um, we, we always have to remember, in addition to... In, in, um, I'm bidening right now. Wow. No, in addition to encouraging our audience to go out and do their own research, we, we do have to say it's anywhere between twelve and 10,000-year-old death cult and since 2017 of Q-Drops. 
So I, I know we could feel like there's a little bit of impatientness going on and stuff like that, but we still kind of have to, as cliche as it sounds, hold the line and do all the other things we say at the end of our shows every week. But um, I, I do feel where you're coming from, Ross, where you say like some of the things that they said, pain is coming, and this, that, and the other thing aren't necessarily happening right now. But I, I do kind of see Well, down- no, I don't care about that. That's a future tense like thing. That sounds good. Patriots are in control. Right is the part where I'm like, you are wrong. Because if Patriots were in control, number one, we would not, If it, and that would mean that there is an actual crisis occurring in the country and the borders sure as shit wouldn't be open, period. So the, the, like, I'm already like the military is not in control. Fact, they are not in control. Okay, no, I, I completely respect that narrative. Yeah. I don't necessarily disagree with it. Noah, do you, by any, do you disagree with it? No. Oh, okay, that's good. I'm not saying that you have. I mean, I wish they were. I wish I could be like, yeah, everybody wasn't just like, like, look how much China has profited from us already. Oh, ridiculous. And in all of the executive orders and everything like Biden has too much control for there to be another person who's actually in control. And we just don't know it. No, No. sorry. We are. We are currently under control of something that should not be. Um, Also. I got to deuce out of here in a few well ross before you break with us why don't you tell all of our listeners where they could find you on any kind of social media whether it be podcast or or your personal accounts uh it's just ross duh boss d-u-h is the middle thing so r-o-s-s-d-u-h-b-o-s-s and then underscore um is pretty much everywhere and then without the underscore on youtube and facebook but i've got like uh most of my followers are on tiktok because uh, I just do funny videos most of the time and do serious ones. But TikTok and Instagram are the two places to to really kind of be able to to dive in. I don't think I'm the only one here who kind of wish you brought the, the blue, blue wig. wig, right? <laughs> he just looked over to his left. I think it's there. Oh, I hope it is. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah. I, w- I wish she would tell us what she thought about this podcast so far. <laughs> all right. All right. Do you have that on a mannequin head? Like displayed no. prominently or is it just laying on your sofa it's just like laying on a on a chair <laughs> <laughs> if you saw if i know we don't do video on the on this podcast but if you guys saw the hair flip right now it was probably one of the most genuine things i've ever it seen it literally looks like karen waiting in line at starbucks to talk to the manager seriously <laughs> what did you think of the podcast so far i'm sure you saw the trump rally well, I mean, first off, I just I've never heard anybody lend any kind of credentials to anything Donald Trump has ever said. So it was interesting that you were actually trying to, like, figure out what that buffoon was even saying besides racism, 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 um, because that's all he ever says. So that was interesting. But it was also interesting that you uh, think that Tony Fauci's lying about something. That's just so interesting to me. Someone who's obviously sworn to help us and is helping us and just kind of seeing that, uh, you know, there's no appreciation on your side, either one of you, uh, about what he's done so far. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's kind of how I feel. And obviously you guys, you know, enjoy your beverages and everything. And that makes sense. Um, cause the world you must live in is so far removed from reality that you have to cope with it somehow. And, uh, that's totally makes sense. Hey, can you tell us just one time before you leave (laughs) about your podcast that you have with uh, Jordan Sarmo? Yeah, so um, (laughs) the the wigs off. There you go. 
so awesome. me and Jordan uh, Sarmo do a podcast called Speak Truth Without Fear. It's actually, you know, Jordan is the is the person who's over Speak Truth Without Fear, but he wanted me to jump in with the podcast with him. So we do those. They get dropped on Wednesdays and Fridays. It's an awesome podcast. Uh, you can find it everywhere. Yeah. Speak Truth Without Fear. Definitely something that everybody in our listening audience should be tuned into because if you want a continuation of this show with some fire guests and and like even more commentary than you get every week on Steak for Breakfast, and definitely check out the uh, Speak Truth Without Fear featuring Ross the Boss and Jordan Sarmo, who's going to be our guest next week. And uh, Ross, thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to come down and, and, and hang out with us, and, and we hope to have you back at some point in the future. Yeah, dude. Heck yeah, man. Thanks for having me on. And uh, you guys are great, man. Keep fighting the fight. And uh, if this thing gets bloody, it'll be good to to to, to bump elbows with you as we uh, get uh, take some scouts, some volleys of uh, ammunition thrown our way. Sure would be. Let it rip. So some of the governors weighed in this week on on the COVID narrative that we've been talking about and the mask mandates and whatever the fuck Joe Biden said throughout his town hall and Sky News seemed to elaborate on. Um, we're going to start out with one of our favorites, good old party tits. Eat the sausage. Dip it in the garlic sauce. The garlic sausage. And what he thought, even though he said less than a month ago that regardless of your vaccination status, if you were vaccinated, unvaccinated. You don't have anything to worry about. It wouldn't You're be vaccinated. Yeah, let's see how far we've come in just a few short three weeks. In those communities... And we have to knock on those doors hmm. and we have to convince people and and we have to get in those communities and we have to knock on those doors and we have to convince people and put them in a car and drive them and get that vaccine in their arm. Wait, what? A boxcar? That. Yeah, that's kind of that's literally what he said this week. Yeah. Nips jingling all the way. Jingle nip. Probably wasn't as bad as our very own, soon to be recalled, electelder.com. Electelder.com. Gavin Newsom mm. comparing unvaccinated people to drunk drivers who get this in there. Is, okay. yeah, wow. Yeah. Nick's, Nick's pretty fired up for this one. I could tell even before I play it. So stupid. To live with this virus. And with all due respect, you don't have a choice to go out and drink and drive and put everybody else's lives at risk. Wait, what? That's the equivalent of this moment with the deadliness and efficiency of the Delta virus. You're putting everyone at risk. Nick, weigh in. Remember that time he got caught while we were all eating MREs in our living room with no electricity and he was out? At, at, the, at the French Laundry? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Checking guy, out the wine list. Guy, he said, I heard the quail is delicious this time of year. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just can't. Listen, his ass is getting so fucking recalled, it's not even funny. Uh, He's I hope literally so. just I really like, hope so. It's like, it's like having a teacher that is getting fired and everyone knows he's getting fired. And he's just going to be a dick like the last week and a half that he's, his tenure is just uh, shriveling up right before his eyes. He's just going to, I mean, he's doing what he can. Yeah. But before we segue into our next segment, which is Stop the Steal, 
out of kind of the ordinary, General Flynn weighed in this week, not only on the vaccines, but some of the prominent figures in the movement. Did he mention the temperature? Ron DeSantis. It's hot as Sh- balls in here. Sean Hannity and Kaylee McInerney kind of Try pushing it. McInerney? Whatever, Nary. As long as it's not Pasovic. What's that chick's name? Oh, why did I say Pasovic? Yeah, that's not Pisaki. Cool. Oh, no. I skipped her. over her audio. But, but let's hear what the general had to say kind of in regards to like all the stuff that's going on with these people getting on TV and talking about, you know, pushing the vaccine. DeSantis and, and Sean Hannity, I mean, they have to they have to make a decision for themselves. And if their decision is one that's going to be uh, swayed or influenced by being by trying to be politically correct, that's a dangerous place to be mm. for uh, for for people in this country who are who do uh, have influence and they know that they have influence. Sean knows he's got a he's got a uh, a uh, an audience and DeSantis crowd. knows, you know, I mean, DeSantis knows he's already being touted as the next president of the United States. I mean, you know, I mean, be careful with those things because don't let one don't let your ego get in the way of reality don't let political correctness get in the way of health choices and before you start to say get a shot get this shot you know make sure that the that you have looked at every single aspect and you can talk about it in a way like what like i'm talking about it i mean i've listened to doctors i've listened to both sides and i'm 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 in one of these places where number one it's nobody's business what what I make, my decision to do, what shots I get or what I don't get. If somebody wants to say, you know, you're going to have a you're going to need a a ID card that says you've been you've received this vaccine in order to go out to a restaurant. Well, guess what? Whether I've taken the shot or not, that that is that's a communist country that I live in in order to do that. They don't Correct. they don't want yeah. an ID for for going to vote right. for somebody if they want an ID for me to go grab a cup of coffee out of out of some some uh, coffee shop, baloney, and I could use stronger language. So yeah. I would say to stronger to, than baloney um, to uh, DeSantis, uh, Governor DeSantis, and and Sean Hannity. You know, be really cautious because there are growing numbers of people in this country, and I mean growing numbers, and it's not just people on the right, right? It's not just people that are the conservatives. It's not just as the media, as MSNBC, I heard say, talking about, you know, it's people who are Trumpers, right? That are, right. That, no, there's a lot of people. I live in a very, I'm, I am I am visiting, you know, family in a very, very liberal bastion. And believe me, I know a lot of these people here that are not, they are not conservatives. They did not vote for Trump. I know who they voted for, or, or they didn't vote because because they wouldn't vote for somebody who, who they felt wasn't good enough. Um, but I know that they're liberals and I can tell you, you know, it, they, they're saying the same thing to me. Well, it's nobody's business. Nobody's. Oh, there you go. I mean, you know, for as many people say General Flynn's a conspiracy theorist and he's crazy and this, that, and the other thing, I think he's probably one of the most reasonable voices we have on this show every yeah. week. I mean, he, he doesn't say whether or not to get the jab. He just says to make sure you have all the information. And it's your choice. And, and it's your choice. And he really just kind of gave a warning to all of these political pundits who kind of have a big, bigger platform than us, at least, to go out on TV every day or to, to hold a press conference every day and kind of spout these things from their pundit talking point platforms. So, you know, it, it's just one of those things where uh, I just feel like, you know, the the general's looking out for the best interest of the public. We all know how he feels on the vaccination, but he's not going to go out and necessarily push that as the narrative for everybody who's 
questioning on whether or not they should get it. I don't want it. I'm not getting it. Nick? If the government's going to stick me with anything, it better be like D-ball or some anabolic steroid. What? You trying to get big or what? Gains? Well, I'm going to stick myself with oil. Might as well make me ripped. Well, there you go. Yeah, I guess. Decadura ball? <laughs> right in the glute? <laughs> right in the ass. You're talking like circa 1993. That was the good stuff. Yeah, it was. Sure that was, was. <laughs> when Arnold Schwarzenegger was a Terminator. Yeah, he was. Um, we got to we got to segue on to stop the steal. Oh, we were there already. Well, no, we were just finishing rounding up facts. Oh, right, facts right, madness yeah. with right, General Flynn. Um, stop it. What the steal? Oh, we're trying. So they keep canceling everybody. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Um, I stopped the steal. Yeah, we did stop the steal. Wendy Rogers appeared on. OAN this week, and she kind of gave a little bit of insight on onto what's going on there. Um, without giving away too much before the, we play the audio, the state legislator in Arizona, Republican side, has issued two more subpoenas, one to the Secretary of State and one to Dominion Softwares to turn over the routers and the passwords, which have already kind of been doxxed by the Cyber Ninjas as the Maricopa County hand ballot physical ballot audit finishes today oh it's today yeah nice. they, they have just a few more days um left in july to turn over those things or they are going to go to plan b which means if they ignore the subpoenas they how are. many subpoenas are stacked up in order to get these fucking I things believe, turned over i believe this is the third round they will be arresting these people i mean like i feel like i would have been arrested after the first subpoena if it was something subpoenable I don't see why not. Nick, what do you think? If someone issues you a subpoena, are you going to listen to them or just completely ignore them and risk jail time? Mm. Depends on what it is. Yeah. Well, in this day and age, it's like, I don't know. I'm, I'd probably get subpoenaed for a lot of stuff. <laughs> I think I wouldn't segue right to Wendy with that one. <laughs> Calling to decertify the election after a large number of discrepancies and irregularities were found in the Maricopa audit. One America's Christina Bob has more. One of our favorites. Arizona State Senator Wendy Rogers. Arizona had a huge hearing last week explaining some of the election irregularities in your state. What's your reaction and what are some of the findings? Well, it proved that uh, the election was uh, rife with uh, inaccuracies in the election uh, certification that we submitted months ago. And so we can legitimately say that what we submitted was not right and that uh, we need to decertify. And most of all, the most prominent data point that jumped out at me was the uh, data point of 74,000 plus uh, mail-in ballots that mm. were used as votes but never really mailed out to the voters uh, originally oh, that's yeah. huge when you're arizona state so senators are calling that's kind of where we're at in arizona um liz harrington did appear this week she, she she actually circled back to good old fox news and sat down with host brett bear who we can remember from election night called arizona three hours before the precincts yeah. closed Douchebag. so i mean is he a psychic? No. He just probably got the memo that it, it was, it was at the order of the Murdochs, probably. But she kind of brought some fire to him, and he seemed like a disgruntled little child when she jumped on Fox News the other day with him. Findings from the independent audit 
already we have 275,000 mm. potential fraudulent ballots. That includes 168,000 that were printed on thin paper outside of the regulations of Maricopa County. You have 75,000 ballots that were supposed to be mailed out, but they have no record of them ever being sent. You also have 18,000 voters who were purged from the voter rolls who voted in the election, but were purged after the election. And here's a significant one, Brett, if I could bring up that Maricopa County will not touch. 3,981 people voted despite registering after the October 15th court ordered deadline. And here's the key question. That means Maricopa County certified false results. And if we still have a free country with one set of rules for every, every American, those votes need to be thrown out immediately. We live in a communist country where mm. votes turn up 100 to nothing. No, that does not say for Joseph Stalin. It says for Joseph Biden. That's in Fulton County, Georgia. If we're going to keep a country free, we need to have these audits to get to the bottom of it because 100 to nothing is not the United States of America. and We need these. So, I mean, there's there's kind of like the gist of it. So she, she was pretty fired up going on there, and Brett Baer kind of pushed back gently, you know, saying, like, where are we officially with these numbers? And she said they're waiting on the audit results based off of some of the subpoenas that have been issued. I don't know. I mean, for me, safest and most secure election in the history of the... It's not starting to sound like that yeah, anymore. Yeah, no, huh? no. We wouldn't so still be talking about it if yeah. it was the safest and most whatever. Well, but if you keep repeating safest and most secure unfounded claims, conspiracy theory over and over and over again, you got to you got to remember that there are people that are still sitting in their houses, not going out in public and just getting spoon-fed bullshit. Lysol wiping every Amazon delivery package they get. Yeah. Oh yeah. no, like we're talking like they made their own like PVC pipe like UV box to like kill the germs on everything Ooh, that comes yeah. in their house so there there's a copy who's of the, a conspiracy theorist now <laughs> all right all of us yeah it's like the, there's tinfoil a hat like you you took that to a new level <laughs> the copy of the subpoenas from arizona were produced online and they basically outlined some of the things um that asked for substance regarding they call it exhibit a and the maricopa county registered voters record to date with any and all changes Histories, including not limited to the following, the field that was added, removed, or changed, a timestamp, date and time for the change, identifying information for the individual who made the change, internal employed EID and or IP address, and all routers used in connection with the November 2020 general election or virtual images of the same and public IP address of such the routers. They wanted all like the Splunk logs, the network logs, the net flows, the similar data related, blah, blah, blah. So that, that was kind of the stuff that went out. And they have until July 31st to um, reply and respond to this. And, and the thing is, they said they, they will be moving on to Plan B following this round of subpoenas. Like, they were able to get, like, the forensic audit done of the physical ballots based off the first round of subpoenas, even though the routers and the passwords were not produced. Mm -hmm. Now we're at the point to where the physical ballots audit is finished, and the only thing they need to do is verify the passwords and the routers and the Splunk logs and the IP addresses and stuff. And if they can't get that, then, then that's it. They're going to start arresting people. I like it. Yeah, so do I. Kind of feeling it, Nick? A little bit? Arrest away. There we go. Um, the state of Wisconsin. Wisconsin. 
finally jumped into the uh, forensic audit mix. And they had uh, an announcement yesterday from the office of uh, it's Janelle uh, Brantingen. So she basically put out a statement talking about um, how Wisconsin is moving forward with the forensic audit and, and it's coming from she's like on the election integrity, whatever um, board and, and, and they're finally there. So, I mean, I know it's taken a little while to get there in in Wisconsin, but they're going to be moving forward with, with the forensic audit there. So I think that that's very much a positive um, in regards to where we've been looking to kind of get with. So it was pretty interesting yesterday. Mr. Poole on Twitter, who's one of the biggest, you know, Anon accounts, and he's got a lot of comms that go out there, he did have two domino-related uh, post yesterday and one was like a spiral that had a kind of a red domino in it and one was like the end of a domino chain where the last domino was red I mean oh yeah I saw those ones there there's there's some association with Georgia and Wisconsin that both have to deal with the color red so I, I just think that uh you know it's one of those things where uh you kind of got to look at what's going on so breaking from the gateway pundit today um and a voter integrity project there has issued a statement saying there was 157, 157,299 illegal ballots cast in the Wisconsin presidential election. And that's just breaking over the last hour of this podcast. Safest and most secure election. Ever in the history of the universe. Ever. So, um, a look ahead, America's executive director, Matt Brainerd, who's a friend of the show, we've played tons of audio from him in the past, announced that they have discovered almost 158,000 illegal ballots cast in Wisconsin during the 2020 presidential election. The amount of ballots they believe to have been legally cast is about eight times the 20,000 vote margin of victory in the election. According to the report, which was released on Tuesday, which is today, the organization has identified several tranches of illegal ballots. Tranche 1, early absentee ballots cast in the names of voters registered illegally. Tranche 2, voters illegally claiming indefinite confinement status as a reason to vote absentee. Wisconsin did not allow the COVID-19 quarantine as a reason to claim indefinitely confined status. Tranche 3, match to permanent out-of-state moves in the National Change of Address database. We've, we've talked about that in several other states. Tranche 4, match out-of-state subsequent registrations using our national voter database. In these cases, the registered voter in Wisconsin had registered there and matched to voters uh, who registered outside and voted in another state. Tranche 5, election day ballots cast in the name of voters registered illegally. Tranche 6, match to the NCOA and the OOSSR. I believe those are the in and out of state databases. And then Tranche 7, unmatchable invalid residencies among the voter registration QC rolls. So that means like they actually went out and did some QCing of the voter rolls. Let's just say uh, Joe Smith voted from here. They went and checked his property. It's a bridge underpass. That's an invalid vote. Yeah. So not accounting for any illegal ballots in the tranches, five, six, and seven, we expect the number of illegal ballots to reflect the percentages we found in tranches one through four, and I'm referencing the numbers I just read. Um, this significantly exceeds the margin of victory in the 2020 general election in Wisconsin, which was 20,695. As per the vote recount, not audit, the report explains. Um, whether using the likely projections or bare minimum, which assumes everything we did not examine or could not examine, 
to determine what was legal, we must conclude beyond a reasonable doubt that the deserved winner of the state of Wisconsin's presidential election votes in 2020 general election is unknowable. So then you also get into the the whole mode of your now you're starting to talk about um, rescinding the uh, electoral college vote. So you're always, already talking about Arizona decertifying. Now you're talking about Wisconsin decertifying. You get either Pennsylvania or Georgia to decertify. And now you got Joe Biden legitimately under 270. So then you get into a constitutional crisis. So that's kind of where we're at right now. And this is before the forensic audit even start. This is just an initial report from Matt Brainerd and uh, an election integrity group, which has done some overseeing of the ballots that were cast in the 2020 election there in Wisconsin. Um, I wish we could say we'd stop there, but we did have one of our great friends of the show guest last week, Anthony Sabatini. Nice. Um, who in the past has talked about, including in the interview on our show, um, challenging Ron DeSantis on things that he thought was important to the American public and to the uh, integrity of voters and elections and stuff. Um, broken by Breitbart yesterday, Florida lawmaker demands 2020 election audit to ensure voter confidence. And that's Anthony Sabatini out of Florida. He issued a statement. Um, and basically what he said was uh, that the forensic audits in Georgia and Arizona unveiled significant irregularities in the 2020 presidential elections, respectively. I, Anthony Sabatini, am demanding that the state of Florida and the Florida Secretary of State, local board of supervisors, and electors initiate a forensic audit of the 2020 presidential election in Florida. Um, this will encompass Florida's five largest counties to help ensure voter confidence. And then he went on to name those counties, and they are Broward, Hillsborough, Miami-Dade, Palm Beach, and Orange counties. So even though he had mentioned it and talked really strongly about voter integrity on our show just last week, he went out and actually initiated with an order from the Florida House of Representatives and backed by some of his colleagues pushing on kind of Ron DeSantis right now to initiate those audits in Florida. And now we're getting into the wheelhouse. We're talking about Oklahoma, where Donald Trump, we covered it last week, wanted a clip of seven to one and all 77 counties. But still, they want to see if they shave points off the votes total. Yeah, I mean, you got to figure they had to try to make it look reasonable. So they're going to hedge their bets by just like doing a little bit here, a little bit there. Yeah, but put your money where your mouth is. If you're going to say you're going to do something, do it. And I like I like how he's doing do that. Uh, do it. Do it. I completely like it. Um, circling back to one of Nick's favorite all-time guests on this show, Mr. Mike Lindell. And, and we kind of stayed away from it. Aside from mentioning a little bit over the last couple of weeks, he's got the Cyber Symposium coming up. Cyber Symposium? Symposium? Symposium. There we go. You, you good? Um, so, so what's happening is uh, Mike Lindell is uh, going to put up $5 million of his own dollars to say if you can beat. I want to know how much he's spent total. The information that he has this. regarding the 2020 presidential election. Um, he will pay you $5 million. And he's talking about having the tabs. He's talking about having the numbers. He's talking about having the IG addresses, IP addresses of how the voter machines of Dominion and Smartmatic were hacked by Chinese and other influencers during the election to manipulate the numbers. Um, so, so he's telling people if you can come up with if you can, evidence. If you got the evidence, if you can beat what he's got, if you can up the ante, then show up here, August 10th, 11th, and 12th. I believe they're having it in South Dakota at some arena. 
He's inviting all of the real politicians. He's inviting all of the real cyber experts to come in and see what he's got. If you're going to say bullshit and you can beat it, I'll pay you $5 million cash. So the money is officially where the mouth is. Sounds like a great place to stage a um, robbery. (laughs) I thought you were going to say insurrection at that point, you know. Insurrection. There you go. We're going to get to that in a minute. But let's hear Mike Lindell just talk a little bit about it. He he didn't have his audio queued up as good as we do, so you're going to kind of hear him fuck up a little bit during this. But uh, he's looking quite the shit. Coming down on an all-night bender. Stop Stop it. (laughs) I want it to be the biggest watched event in history. It has to be. This is what will save our country. You need to tell everyone about frankspeech.com. And why will it save our country? So then everybody will know what I know. You guys know that I'm not just passionate because of uh, because I don't um, because I like Donald Trump. No, I'm passionate because this is our country's over if we don't show everybody this evidence, get the Supreme Court to pull this down. This is 100% evidence. 100% you guys, are, you'll see cyber experts decipher these packet captures. You can dial in. I, I, have, a, I have a computer now. Um, it was $100,000. You take it. We got the packet captures. You put in there. You dial it. You turn it, and you go, okay, how much, uh, what was the real total of California? Boom, there it is. What was the real total of Texas? What was the real total of Dallas? What was the real total of a county within Dallas? So you just turn it, and they'll say, boom, it pops it up. Now, the cyber guys will be there, and they're going to go, okay, um, the senator's going to go, will you check this out? That can't be. Donald Trump won $80 million to $68 million, and the cyber guys are going to go, um, I'm afraid so. Mm. Or they're going to go, yes, which they all should do because we've been attacked. And this is, uh, so anyway, Rand, are you about ready? Okay, we're ready. Everybody, I'm going to switch you all over. You all need to go now. He's not Tell your switch. friends, go to frankspeech.com. Today's the day we have to get the word out of my $5 million offer to these guys. We have to get the whole world watching. This is it. We have three weeks buildup. I'm going to drop evidence every single day directly from the night of the election from the first time in history. If you go, Brandon's going to put up a thing right now on Frank's speech. Brandon, put up the challenge page right now, will you? He's Uh, he's going to put the challenge page. I want you guys to all switch over um, um, to um, to frankspeech.com right now if you can. I see on here, old Mark Suckabuck uh, on my Facebook. Uh, there's 13 people watching, and I have, I don't know, they froze me at 57,000. So there he goes talking about his followers. <laughs> no, but the, the, here's the thing. You know, God bless him. He, he's doing more than I wish I can do. No, I'm pretty sure. Nick, besides smoking no, meth. And I, you mentioned he was a little bit kind of all over the place. Show, yeah. But you could tell that. Uh, probably the reason that way he wasn't speaking of a script, he was speaking from the heart. Yep. Yeah. You know, and I, I always mess with him. I thought you were going a different direction just then. <laughs> no, no, no. It's not because he was on all night bender, but uh, oh, Nick's making amends with Mike Lindell. Yeah. Like it. I'm not saying that he wasn't. I'm just saying that oh, his oh, stumbling okay, probably okay, okay. was. Right. He's a pro by now. He probably has it under control. <laughs> you just gotta, you just gotta stick with that narrative, huh? Um, no, but you know, I always give him. That's right. Steve Bannon still calls him a crackhead. Oh well, there we go. <clears throat> I was take back the what I was about to say. <laughs> No, I think. <clears throat> look, here's the deal. Regardless of your history, it's where your heart's at. Yep. 
obviously he's if he was a crackhead he wouldn't be as successful as he is now. Well, he's very passionate about everything he's doing, no, and, and, and he's ever, excited about it. If you've ever met a legitimate crack, like ex-crackhead, they have an addictive personality, which is yep. why they're addicted to said drug they're addicted to, and yep. they find a new addiction, and that becomes their no, he's addicted, obsession. He's addicted to freedom now. Yeah. <laughs> and pillows. And so <clears throat> I always mess around. All, I like pillows. I don't think he's still addicted to drugs. I, don't, no. I honestly don't think that. I just yeah. always poke fun. He's taken his um, adrenaline that he has and his drive and point towards something positive, he has more energy than 90% of the politicians that yep. say they're, quote-unquote, fighting for us. This guy's literally, he doesn't have to do anything the rest of his life. Same with Trump. They could both ride off into the sunset. And Donald Trump said it at the thing this weekend. And they're both fighting. Yeah, literally, you're blowing your money for something that you care about. Yeah, yeah. And it's everybody nothing says you need it's to not be true, yeah. Yeah, and it's not going to happen. Yeah. Well, and it's funny, the clip you played earlier when Trump's like, they think I'm on Russia's payroll, and it's like, you think that the guy... One of the most successful business people in American history, one of the wealthiest guys in our country, needs to get paid by another country. This guy probably doesn't even know how much money's in his bank account. I'm sure he never checks the app. No. But uh, yeah, that's that's kind of where we're, we're rounding up. Stop the steal this week. Um, I, I did talk about it with with Ross and, and announced it to you guys before. The Arizona Audit War Room and all of the accounts associated with any kind of audits connected to that account have been nuked by Twitter. So we must be getting a disposition soon, mm-hmm. and we're definitely over the target. Yeah. Moving forward, uh, January 6th, we touched on it last week. It was kind of an emotional part of the podcast. I mean, I QC the podcast. I listened to it at least twice in between last show and this show. And I, when I listened to it at home, when I put it into the podcast, when I played it for you guys, and both times when I listened to it, I got emotional talking about the January 6th stuff that's going on. Um, the Nancy Pelosi-led House Investigative Committee bullshit, whatever. Garbage. Started today. There was some opening statements. We're going to play a couple of them. But before we even get there, Donald Trump released a statement from the office and desk of Donald Trump moving into that. Um, Nancy Pelosi is spending a great deal of effort and money on the formation of a fake and highly partisan January 6th committee to ask, what happened? Will Nancy investigate herself? (laughs) <laughs> and those on Capitol Hill who didn't want additional protection, including more police, the National Guard, uh, therefore being unprepared despite the large crowd of people that everyone knew was coming. Will Nancy and her committee study the mass voter fraud that took place during the 2020 <laughs> presidential election, particularly in swing states that was the reason behind hundreds of thousands of people came pouring into Washington and therefore must be a big factor in the final committee report. Now would, now would be a very good time to study the large-scale voter fraud in the presidential election, period. Mm-hmm. I don't have any ca- all caps so far or anything like that. Will Nancy release the thousands of hours of tapes so we can see to the extent which Antifa and Black Lives Matter played a role while also revealing who killed Ashley Babbitt? Two question marks. A real and thorough investigation of this must be done. And what about all the violence, murders, riots, and fires that took place in Democratic-run cities throughout the United States by Antifa and Black Black Lives Matter with virtually no consequence for this death and destruction? Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Will Nancy look into the vicious partisan investigations of conservatives and Republicans that are now taking place by prosecutors all over the country? Mm -hmm. The five-year investigation of me? (laughs) Donald (laughs) Trump? And all, all that so many have been through, including the fake 
there's three of them. Russia, Russia, Russia charge. Nice. Uh, including the local Democrat-controlled New York prosecutors who work around the clock to get President Trump. So he, he started with me and then segued to President Trump. With While murderers, drug dealers, and human traffickers go free. Yeah. Sad. 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 So, so that's kind Sad. of... Sad. Ahead of the Nancy Pelosi committee, which started today, that's, that's the statement that Donald Trump pulled out there. I like it. I, I like it too. Nick, feeling it? Of course. Okay. Um, Sweating. A little bit. We're we're round, we're we're already rounding third here. Uh, we do we do have some 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 of those hearing. I don't even want to call them highlights. Are you dehydrated today? A little bit. I mean, we've been, been biting it we quite did, a bit. We did drink some bourbon and hey, listen. Corn pop is a bad dude. So I'm gonna I'm gonna play this segment right now. This is from one of the people who are sitting on the committee. Uh, the caption is "What a pussy." Nice. And apparently everybody cried during some of the testimony, so let's, he- let's, mm. he- let's hear his reaction to it. He refuses. Thank you, Mr. Chairman, and uh, thank you to my colleagues on the committee. Thank you to our witnesses. Uh, I never expected a day to be <clears throat> quite as emotional for me as it has been. Didn't think I was uh, going to cry. I've talked to a number of you and gotten to know you. I think it's important to tell you right now, though, Tell us. You guys may like individually feel a little broken. You guys all talk about the effects you have to deal with, and you know you talk about the impact of that day. But you guys won. They what? You guys held. Oh, okay. You know democracies are not defined by our bad days. We're defined by how we come back from bad days. Baghdad. How we take accountability for that. This guy's an embarrassment. And for all the overheated rhetoric surrounding this committee, our mission is very simple. It's to find the truth, and it's to ensure accountability. Like most Americans, I'm frustrated that six months after a deadly insurrection breached the United States... Shut up. That that was was only... Guys, don't worry, we're just getting started. Deadly insurrection. So... I promised myself I wouldn't cry. Now we already had crying Chuck. Oh my god. But now we have to get pencil neck. Oh no. Adam shifty shift. Tell me there's not more. He cried a little. Oh what a freaking douchebag. You ready for it? No. Nick? Let's do it. Perfect. I believe in this country and I False. believe in it because of people like you. Wrong. Lies. Uh, who understand what <laughs> the flag means. Wait, what? Traitor. And what our constitution means, and risk their lives to defend it. <laughs> I'd like to thank, uh, uh, as Amanda Gorman so eloquently said, uh, it's making my stomach hurt. That we're not broken; we're just unfinished. Finish him. Finish. Because him. if we're no longer committed to a peaceful transfer of power after our elections, uh, if our side doesn't win, then God help us. Wait, who's that? We deem elections illegitimate merely because they didn't go our way mm. rather than trying to do better the next time. God help us. Smack that guy. And if we're so driven by bigotry and hate that we attack our fellow citizens as traitors, if they're born in another country or they don't look like us, there we go. Shut the fuck up. Wait, I'm crying. Give him a moment, Noah. Jeez. 
and God help us. It's so fucking, <laughs> it's so fucking fake. I have faith. Because of folks like you. Mm. Shut up. And I fucking Adam, I didn't expect this would be quite so much later, but <laughs> it must be an Adam thing today. Okay, uh, I, I, it's beta, so fucking fake. Must be a beta male. It's thing. so fucking fake. Listen, we covered this, and and I want to remind all of our listeners because when we first broke the news uh, that the Capitol Police had formed a complaint against some of the stuff that had happened on January sixth. I mean, seven of them formed a complaint. It was thirty-five to oh. forty officers out of a force that neared four thousand. So you're getting on the, on Capitol Hill today four of. The 35 officers out of 4,000 trying to represent this entire group. I mean, that's that's kind of the narrative you're getting from this committee right no, now. No, they're shitbirds at everybody's job. Yeah. Um, I mean, I got two choices for you guys. I'm going to play one clip from One, two, fuck you. Two, shut up. No. Two of the officers that testified today, I got two clips. One is the black guy who's saying he was called an N-bomb for the first time in his entire life, or the Whoa. other guy or the other guy who said, even if the insurrectionists were armed with nothing other than pens, like these, yeah. it still counts as an insurrection. Which guys do you, you want? Pens or N-bombs? Nick? I don't believe either one. Okay, Noah? I, I got nothing. How, right. how, <clears throat> okay. I, I guess we'll let's, go pens. Let's not get racial. How old is this guy? Uh, they all look like they're in their forties ish. I mean, if, if this country first, is as racist I, actually, and down to the core, the first and it's time his first he's time. ever heard that, I yeah. lied. I'm going in bombs. I've been you called hear that guys. This nigger voted for Joe Biden. Whoa! You in said the it, crowd. You said it. Not that's me. around twenty people joined in screaming, "Boo, fucking nigger!" Wow. Hey, there's no one there's had around. ever, ever called me a nigger while wearing the uniform of a Capitol Police officer. In the days following the attempted insurrection, other black officers shared with me their own stories of racial abuse on January 6th. One officer told me he had never, and in his his entire 40 years of life, been called a nigger to his face. And that streak ended on January 6th. He's enunciating the art. Yet another black officer later told me he had been cr- confronted by insurrectionists in the Capitol who told him, put your gun down and we'll show you what kind of nigger you really are. Okay. So, so listen, is there audio from any of this? Because, I mean, like, everybody a, and their the mother was recording shit with a cell phone. I, I have seen a lot of Trump rallies over the years. And I, no, I'm not going to say that there aren't any Trump supporters who aren't racist. Oh, no, maybe there's fucking assholes that show up to everything. But here's the thing. Whenever I see Black Lives Matter or Antifa fucking doing the shit that they usually do, they're always dropping fucking N-bombs and any other kind of, like, triggered... Uh, inflammatory vocabulary. They oh, can the use. horrendous stuff that they would say to black police officers. Right. Holy to, shit. To get the absolute worst out of a situation. Sure. Yeah. 100%. So just because. Uh, I'm not saying it didn't happen. I'm just saying. Like, but for the record, we heard several hours of testimony today and not one of them even mentioned Jalen X or the CNN or MSNBC producers who he went first into the Capitol with to instigate all the people yeah. that went in there and, and, and things of that nature. First time in 40 years. I'm going to call um, BS on that. I, well, I like maybe it. getting said to his face. Maybe he doesn't go out much. You know how many times I've, called, I've been called Beaner in my life? How, how many, many times? A lot. And okay. guess what? I'm not even Mexican. 
You're not? I thought you said you were. Yeah. Remember when you called me Beaner last week and I no, told I you did I was not? <laughs> wow. Stop no, it. No, that doesn't Stop happen. It. So this, this is a family program. But here's a, here's a number I want you guys to kind of wrap your heads around. All right. To, to, to today, this juncture in time. I've been called a cracker a bunch of times. 2,617. What? Those are. How many times have you been called a cracker? Close. <laughs> All of the Black Lives Matter and Antifa people who have been bailed out of prison after committing property damage major assault yep. or other felonies by Kamala Harris and Joe Biden sponsored super PACs. That's the official number tally that we have right now. 2,670 people who have beaten people to where they're in a coma, burned buildings down or neighborhoods or any kind of businesses to the ground, caused death and destruction, hurt police officers, blinded them, all the stuff that goes on in Portland all fucking summer. And, and it was blanket. It, was, it wasn't like okay, we're going to bail people out who didn't do anything too serious. It was just all-encompassing. If you were there, you got arrested for whatever it was. I don't want to know. I'm bailing you out. Yeah. We are going to end on a positive note, though, and I'm going to say it one more time. Sydney Powell. Sydney Powell. Sydney Powell. Sydney Powell has announced that she will join a major movement to assist in the January 6th political prisoners and their family in a legal context. So she's jumping on board. Um... Like, if you can't see the fucking difference, you're out of your goddamn mind. Do, do you want a little taste of Sydney Powell? Yes. Is it like a smidge? I'm going to give it to you. It's on Rumble, so it might play commercial. I hope it doesn't. Whoa. Thank you for having me on, Steve, uh, by the way. Um, so the, the families are, are the, the ones who are suffering the most. I mean, the men, yes, they're suffering, but there are wives out here with their children uh, struggling to pay their bills, keep their heads afloat. Um, these men have very bad attorneys, um, very biased attorneys. We're trying to um, put together uh, a legal defense fund. Uh, there was a big meeting yesterday um, with the uh, Defending the Republic and Sidney Powell. That's Sidney um, Powell's a organization. Bunch of lawyers are going to get together. There's going to be a, a massive filing this coming week. Um, these families need protection. They need help. They need guidance. They need, um, they need resources. They need financial support. Mm -hmm. um, we need more voices, just like Julie said. Uh, these men are already guilty. They have to prove they're innocent. You know, uh, they're already being tried um, in the court of public opinion before even going to trial. And just as everybody else has said, this is really about Donald J. Trump. He is the one that's on trial here. And these guys are just collateral uh, damage. Um, there, there are so many reports coming out of the federal prisons right now that these these people that have been detained since January 6th are, are just getting beat and abused on a repetitive and, and almost daily basis. Wait, they got actually hemmed up on January 6th, or they were the ones that got rounded up, like, afterwards, like, after they identified? Both. Okay. So, so the Defending Republic Super PAC and legal defense team, um, I guess partially owned by Cindy Powell, uh, that was the spokesperson for the group, Cynthia Hughes, who went on War Room with Steve Bannon, not Q. Nick? Not Q. I just told you. Just say it one more time. <laughs> I'm cute. There you go. Trying um, my Batman voice. So uh, you you know it's one of those things that Sidney Powell is going to kind of throw her her um, legal prowess into the ring as far as filing a major motion to kind of get these guys at least some kind of a disposition so they could figure out what they're going to do with them, not just being in jail forever for no reason. Yeah. Well, I mean, having Sidney Powell on your team is kind of a high note to end on. You know, and as we kind of wrap here, 
uh, on a little bit of a positive note involving Sidney Powell. Um, we do also have some things to talk about in regarding Steak for Breakfast in the future. Um, one of our hosts, owner-operator, and I would call him CEO of the project, Nick, is going to be taking a step sideways. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, I to like kind of work on something that he's been, that's been on his heart, that he's kind of been developing over the last several months, you know, as we've all been working on this show so hard. And just to give a little backstory, you know, Steak for Breakfast, God forbid, don't go back and listen through one, <laughs> one through, through six. six. But if you ever do, th- th- this was kind of something that Nick came up with and, and, and he had a vision for it. And, and long story short, and, and with taking out 99% of the context, here we are today doing what we do. Um, this show has kind of spiraled out, out of control. control in a good way. Yeah. Up control. Right. And, and it's just one of those things to where, you know, w- when Steak for Breakfast started, Nick had kind of a vision for it. And the, the projects that he's working on now and doing things as kind of an executive and as a producer and as a content creator are kind of going in a different direction. So, I w- Nick, I want to just let you let our listening audience, you know, and there's so many of them. We get so many comments on our Instagram or on our posts that they love some of the things you say, the commentary you give, the humor that you bring to the show, and also the colorful insight. Um, let our listeners know what you're working on. So to circle back. Yeah, don't hate it. <laughs> uh, I've had a lot of whiskey this episode. It's been, uh, it's been a good episode. I've been trying to behave re- as of late. Um, but Roan hit on the head when I started this project. Noah and Roan weren't on the in the picture yet and it had stalled for a while because all we were doing was just um, getting drunk in your yard correct outside and eating chips and guacamole yeah and, and um, there was no vision to it there was really no end game mm-hmm. um, and then when Ron and Noah came on we had a vision and it took off and everyone's collective effort has made it what it is today and I, and I don't think it's anywhere near its potential this show um, but with that being said um, like I like what Ron said, taking a step sideways mm-hmm. to start a new project, a new podcast, where um going to cover some of the favorite things that I enjoy, which is... A little bit more lighthearted. Yeah, a little bit more lighthearted. Uh, cover some UFC, do some beer reviews. Um, a bunch of my... One of my best friends and I are into super, um, like, uh, scary movies and shit, so I have portable recording devices. We're going to go... Uh, investigating the San Asylum in Escondido, which what? is a suburb in like San Diego. That. Can I come? You would, Yeah, we were trying to get a huge group to come and infiltrate this. Uh, it's about uh, 45 minutes north of where we're at. So we're just going to do some random things like that. Um, this is not my last time on Steak for Breakfast. By this any is, means. Um, but as the father of this show, I'm passing it on to Noah and Roan and saying this is what it's created. It's been – it's blown up into such a big thing – we can't possibly change it now. So, and it's like, I was t- kind of talking with, with Noah about it this week. Like part of me feels bad because, because you are going to go on to do some things that are like more in your vision, but but the same part does good because like, you know, when you have friends and you say like, man, I, I just like, I unrelentlessly poured myself into this show. I think Noah does a good job. 100%. Of doing it. Yeah. And you, and you do too. And like, it's, it's because we all care about each other and, and, and really, you know, appreciate, all this opportunity you gave yeah. us to, to be part of this. And now it's just kind of, you know, going to keep growing and we're going to make sure that we do, you know, the best job we can with it moving forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, um, there's no, like, you know, every time there's like split ups like this, when you like watch TV shows, or it's not a breakup. It's not a breakup. There's no like weird feelings of like, Oh, I got to just get custody. out of here. No, there's no, like, 
animosity. I just want to take a step back and and do um, kind of what I had intended to do, but with more of a purpose. Because mm-hmm. the last time when I started Take for Breakfast, it was literally everyone brings a six-pack. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about the last UFC event and then just see how far we can get through that each person six-pack. And there was no drive. There was no, like, effort to make it bigger. And I think I've learned a lot as we've done Steak for Breakfast to take that knowledge I've had of editing and posting and social media that Roan has shared with me and take that back in and do a show where my goal, and I've already had a guest line up, and we're not going to have a guest every week, but there's going to be people from the bodybuilding community, from jiu-jitsu community, from um, law enforcement, from teachers, like just a bunch of random nice people and we're just going to kind of run with it but there's not going to be you know too much uh format structure or format to it we're just kind of kind of it's going to be the same few guys hopefully every week and just kind of sitting back having a couple beers and um i'd love to have like guys like flat earth dave and just get tripped out on certain people's you know view of life he's got a lot of rabbit holes to go down yeah and and to not count anybody off as a guest but at the same time just you know, we're going to do some live stream events where we're, you know, commentating UFC as it's going on. Um, and that's kind of the goal is just to have a random um, show. So, and, and the goal is not to get it huge. We might not even get any followers. Um, You've already got one. Oh. Yeah, I might have followed. But we're going to have some fun with it and uh, we'll see where it goes. But if you're on Instagram, it's Red, White, and Brews. There you go. Podcast B R E W S podcast all one word no underscore and if you look on itunes spotify google podcast um you can find it to the first episode we're gonna air we're gonna record on tuesday of next week probably drop wednesday um but again that's red white and bruise the show the logo is a um six pack that's silhouetted as an american flag i like the intro music Well, like I said, I think that's a perfect segue Yeah, um, to kind of wrap here today with us. Red, White, and Brews is going to be Nick's new adventure. But at the same time, he's still going to be part of the Steak for Breakfast family, which can be found on all major podcasting platforms. You could find us on Spotify, Pandora, Google Podcasts, um, and Podbean. We do have some shows that are upcoming. Uh, next week we're going to have Jordan Sarmo He's the other half of the Speak Truth Without Fear podcast We had Ross the Boss on today We thank him very much for that We're going to have Lord Petty on the week after Jordan comes on uh, Wonder Woman on August 17th Still looking for a spot to fill on the 24th of August But on August 31st Norbin Laden will be circling back Awesome Yeah, show credits for this week Obviously Anthony Sabatini Ross Bennett Ross the Boss Follow him on all social media platforms He's on Instagram He's on TikTok And find him or Jordan Sarmo's Instagram Because the podcasts they post Are not necessarily the kind of content That they're putting out there in their Instagrams If if Ross is out there on Instagram And he's got the blue wig on And he's making fun of the blue wig fatties <laughs> It's a lot different context To when you see him actually jump on Jordan's show And then do Speak Truth Without Fear And to hear his deep convictions And a lot of positive context and content He gives to our community I mean, you saw the insight he gave us today uh, Miss Wonder Woman, The Daily Brag, Cagbro88, James from We The People Radio, Christina Bob of One America News, Tom Pappert, Editor-in-Chief of The National File, Law of One, Miss Priscilla, currently as Destroy Fear 22, Mike Lindell, 
Steve Bannon's War Room, Norbin Laden, Canadians 9, and The Reverse Mockingbird, our, our show creds for this week. Um, download the shows, listen, like, follow, and share. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Nick will still be overseeing that process. And the one-star reviews. If you give anything less yeah. than five stars or a shitty comment. Come in hot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I feel like we're going to be in our new studio and Nick's going to just break through the wall like a, the Kool-Aid, <laughs> Kool-Aid guy, guy and be like, who the <laughs> fuck left a one-star review? No, for reals. Um, you can find all the episodes, like I said, steakforbreakfastpodcast.com is our website. Uh, we're on Instagram at Steak for Podcast Breakfast and on Twitter at DOS23TRES. Hit the notification bells. A lot of fire content, a lot of stuff shared. Um, and if you want to email the show, it's steakforbreakfastpodcast at protonmail.com. Remember, d- download, listen, like, follow, and share our content. I think we're going to wrap it up this week with friends. Sure. We do have a lot of good ones and, and a lot of the usuals. Kalila 3, Wits Up, 717, Miss Brenda of Brenda Memes and the Brenda Memes family. Miss Natalie Denise, the Sassy Conservative, X underscore X Tina 14, M underscore Hanson 17, Blame 17, what I mean to say, I'm bringing him back, period, in between each word. It's been a while. We've had some fire content this week. The Blue Collar Patriot, Blue Collar minus the E. Um, Cat Adam 1, Bella the Red Pill Babe 1776. I think that's it. I don't have anything else. Just kidding. Baby Cakes 2.0. <laughs> okay, I got Nick to laugh one more time. Uh, listen, this has been the Steak for Breakfast podcast. We're going to be back next week with Jordan Sarmo. Um, but until then, there are several things we ask you to do, and we hope that you can do them all. We've added a new one this week. You guys haven't heard it yet, but I'm going to drop it for you all right now. Uh, do your own research. Most importantly, don't ever tell us that we're talking shit on this show because all we do is give you guys some crumbs. We give you the news with commentary. If you don't like it, don't listen. If you do like it, do your own research, and then you'll find out that the stuff we're talking about is true. You might not necessarily agree with our angle, but this stuff is really going on. Um, hold the line. Uh-huh. Ride it. Yep. Buy the dip. Yep. Snatch the wigs. Snatch the wigs? <laughs> yeah, Natalie Denise said if you're not running around snatching wigs. <laughs> like what kind of wigs? Like the wigs. Like Ross's wig? I, maybe Ross's wigs. I was thinking more of like the Scooby-Doo, like, you know, snatch the wig. But, yeah. I think I, it was a ghost mask. Nope, snatch the wigs. All right. Get the fuck in here. Yep. Let's see what happens. But most importantly, and one thing we can't ever forget. Pinch it clean. Well, we could do, what was that? Pinch it clean. Okay, there you go. Pinch it clean. <laughs> I don't think General, <laughs> General Flynn would necessarily agree with you. He might say that. Ladies and gentlemen, where we go one, we, were go, we go all. Um, I'm Roan. And on behalf of the podcast crew, <laughs> how much you had to drink today? <laughs> Three beers, that's it. Damn, boy. <laughs> no, you want to know what? I'm, I'm a little emotional. You know, Nick gave kind of a heartfelt yeah, yeah. thing, and, and this is the last time that we're going to be here recording this way in this context. This podcast? Yeah, <laughs> this podcast. I'm really thankful for the opportunity that we've had, but I'm also excited moving forward for w- where we're going to be able to take the show and, yeah. and take Nick's baby and, and take it to a whole other level. But until next week, and after you do all those things... <laughs> and on behalf of myself, I'm Roan. I'm sitting next to Noah and looking across at Nick. Hopefully not for the last time. Just kidding. He'll be back. Um, this has been the Steak for Breakfast podcast. We'll be back next week, episode 52 with Jordan Sarmo. But until then, thanks for listening and take care. Steak for breakfast. Breakfast. <laughs> breakfast. <laughs>